Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse episode 184. This is a DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am your fearless leader. Yeah, that doesn't sound right even coming from you. So, some, shut that down. So, <laughs> some might refer to me as a legend. Some might even call me... Uh... <laughs> name name one some. I mean, you, you could be infamous and be a legend. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I'm trying to think of one, but I can't right now. You know, like H.H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper are legends. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 some yeah. may even call me the, the spark that fills their day with joy and keeps them going. I suspect no one has ever called To this inner turmoil. <laughs> I don't know. Someone might have. Uh, you know. I don't know how they do things in Scotland. That could be an insult for all we know, Connor. That is true, yeah. <laughs> right? Scotland is a, a strange place. It is. Yeah, it's like it... upside down Britain. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Britain, but England, I should say. Yes. Yeah. I'm Peter. The giant yeah. me, as always. Some refer to him as a bear. Some yeah. may even I call him. I all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll concede most on that one. Uh-huh. Matt's here. Hey, what's up? I did watch Man vs. Bear, Connor. Just so of you know. Of course you did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kept me from going to bed that night because I had to stay up to see what happens. Uh... <laughs> and also Connor's here. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> that, I thought, I thought you were going to get really insulted, so I'm like, yeah, that was low-key enough. I'll, I'll take it. I get the most adjectives, Matt. I guess one or two. <laughs> see, I thought you were going to do adjectives for me, just pretty negative ones. And and then you didn't. So you're, yeah. you're like when Brian Wood wrote adjectiveless X Men. That's what everybody called it. Yeah, so you're adjectiveless Connor. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, this is a DC Comics podcast. Every week we get together, we talk about DC Comics. Coming up on this week's very late week for books, we have Batman eighty four, Justice League thirty seven, Lois Lane number six, and Young Justice number eleven. And that just happens to be all the books that are out this week that we happen to read and cover. Uh, because it's a late week, of course, me and Connor are both going to do a couple of Patreon books uh, early in the month this time. Uh, so Connor's going to talk about Red Hood Outlaw thirty eight, and I'll be talking about American Vampire number two. And we also did ask for questions, and we got a bunch of questions from the Twitters, uh, I think one or two from the emails, and uh, we're going to dive into those. Uh, so that is the plan, a little bit of news as well. Um, so uh, we actually have a bit of a hard deadline, at least for Matt. I mean, we might go a little bit longer without Matt at the end, depending on how yeah. tight it is when we get there. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to do news, and then books, and then we'll do questions after books. Um, and that way, if Matt has to miss out on a few questions, it's not a super big deal. So Yep. As the plan. So here we go. Uh, DC Comics. and uh, There's a couple of bits of news. Not, not a whole ton, admittedly. Uh, but we got the actual creative teams announced for Wonder Woman 750. Um, all, all the pairings as they were. We, we had a big list of names when they solicited it, but there was no matchings. I think some of the artists were missing. All that kind of thing. So just to run down who's actually with who here. Uh, so... Orlando is doing a story, the main story, which is tied into Year of the Villain, O'Joy, uh, <laughs> with Jesus Marino. Yep. I, yeah, I was going to say, I suspect we might all skip that one. Yeah, we very possibly will. I mean, yeah, honestly, Year of the Villain as a whole feels like a big wet fart to me at this point. Yeah, it does. I'm over it. In terms yeah. of all the tie-ins, yeah, no need. Nah, completely, completely useless. Um, and I've heard, I've heard, you know, I've heard just from other you know sites and podcasts and whatever that apparently it's just it's having like zero effect on anyone 
you know, like, yeah, I'm not oh, surprised. buying tie-ins so that they're keeping up with the whole story. Um, yeah, I mean, it... even we're not, and we're the kind of the target demo you want yeah. to do that. I, I think so. the, the better question is, what whole story? That's yeah. a good point. There is not really a whole story. Well, it seems to be building up to uh, the dark, you know, uh, what's his face? Batman Who Laughs and his team right. versus Lex and the Legion of Doom. Uh-huh. There's the idea that you've got Doom versus Chaos, but... Right. And that appears to be what the mini is going to be. Because the, the one thing I have heard, I have heard, is that we've all been suspecting that all these dark multiverse characters are going to show up again, oh. that they're setting up for something. Uh, I can say that that is true, that there is confirmation from an early sort of preview of a certain has, issue. It, has Pete got sources? <laughs> Not really, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's been very cagey about this. Like he's got I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil things too much to tell you what book it is, but... Um, is is it a book that hasn't started yet? It's not started yet. No, it's just something okay, that's. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. So it might be Suicide Squad. No, it's not Suicide Squad. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I know what it is. Uh, it's not Legion because that already started. It was my answer. Look, it's the it's, it's the hell arisen thing, right? It's the it's the actual yeah. tie in the, the event the event of you're the villain. Justice yeah. League Dark. No. <laughs> oh dear. There was never a third character in Dumb and Dumber, but I feel like Matt would be the prime, prime candidate. Y'all want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oh God! I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Thank you. It's good job we didn't say yes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah yes. right. Thank you. Um, and if you're watching the video version this week, by the way, no, Cora's not broken his back and is being held up by apparatus. He's just sitting at a weird angle, so he looks really you funky. Said, this is the same angle I always sit at in the same chair. It's just that the camera's moved, so it looks different. Well, the same just difference. The camera back where it was, <laughs> I Connor. Can't. I, I had a different TV in front of me. I got a new one today, so I've moved the, this one into here, and it's a lot bigger. So if I put it up there, it, it will be like looking down at me, like like a god's view on, uh, upon me, and no one wants that. Do. Like I look at you all the time anyway, so what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's a vacuum, I shall return. <laughs> there's the vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, so, so the video audience are getting some prime mat ass action. Uh, also, some uh, cat directions or whoever he's yelling. <laughs> okay. Cat, cats gotta be stubborn, of course, when you don't want them to be. Of course, of course. Anyway, so yeah, Orlando and Marino doing the main story, of course. Uh, and then we have Greg Rucker with Nicholas Scott, obvious pairing. Oh, oh, what a and team. I, I know uh, they spoke how uh, cheaters in their story. So. <laughs> 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 that was a nice uh, Gil Simone will be with Colleen Doran uh, Margaret Bennett will be with Laura Braga Scott Snyder will be with Brian Hitch Mariko Tamaki will be with Elena Casagranda uh, Cami Garcia will be with Phil Hester Shannon and De- Dean Hale will be with Riley Rosmo and Vita Alea will be with uh, Amanke Nahilpin, and I probably butchered that name. I've but- I've always struggled with that name. Fun name. Yeah, Honestly, I like most of those teams, like quite a considerable amount. Oh. Yeah, the the Snyder Hitch one is curious because I don't think we've ever had Snyder writing solo. Solo no. Wonder Woman? No, don't think yeah. so. No. Uh, and th- yeah, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and we also have pinups in the book by Emanuela Lupacino, Travis Moore, Liam Sharp. Ramona Freden, uh, Bleak Was Evely, and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. So, 
I wonder if they're in the uh, digital edition because uh, sometimes those are only in the physical. That's true. Uh, the good news about pinups, though, is typically you can just see them online anyway. If you if they aren't in the if you really yeah, I might them. yeah, I, I might mean, need that Lupacino because no, no, I feel. I don't even mean anything sketch. I just mean they're usually shared on Twitter and stuff. It's not like pinups just tend to spread, yeah. you know. Usually, usually the artists will put them up after the books come out, just yeah. so everyone can see them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, there you go. That's cool. Um, so we had that, and then another sort of uh, a little thing here is that we have a title for the third White Knight book, which has already been worked on by by Sean Murphy. We will we now know what's called Beyond the White Knight. Now, some people are speculating if that means we're getting a time jump to sort of Batman Beyond sort of era esque <laughs> shenanigans. I'm not convinced it's definitely going to mean that, but I mean it's possible. No, but we saw what he did with Duke, and if he wants to introduce a Terry McGinnis-like character, sure. I'm, yeah. I'm here for that. I could, I could see it being kind of like how those flashbacks to the past in this one. Maybe there'll be flash-forwards yeah. to the future, but I still ex- I still expect the main story to be, you know, this Batman and this this era. Yeah, I think it's a little while out, because um, he was talking about his timeline for the next year, year or so of working, and uh, I think he's doing a creator-owned book before he does that. Uh, I think he's doing a, a kickstarted one again. I mean, that's okay. We can space these out. That's fair. Oh, to be fair, yeah. though, he did post a screenshot of his word processor uh, with the title already to go. And so he's, yeah, he, yeah. he's clearly doing yeah, some work but... on it. Interestingly, he is using Microsoft Word. I recognize all uh, those buttons. Yeah, no, here's the tweet. Um, <laughs> the schedule for the next year is finish Curse of the White Knight, crowdfund and complete a creator-owned OGN in 2020, and then start volume three of White Knight. So... And by uh, start, it could be drawing. If he's writing it, it he, he could, yeah. It. yeah. Oh. Um, mm. But I would expect it, you know, late 2020, early 21 at best. Yeah. And the all, just a little bit of news I've got um, is uh, about uh, who's replacing Alfred in terms of his role in Batman, uh, mm. which came out this week, uh, Tynan. So if you, if you want to skip this, if you think this is a spoiler, uh, I mean... This, this is another thing from Tynan's newsletters, which you should all be subscribed to because they're great. Stop being a shill. All right, so... Everyone has a newsletter now. Pick who you want. Yeah, you can skip ahead a minute if you this is a spoiler. But uh, Lucius Fox is going to be uh, basically filling in for Alfred, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, This gives gives more credence to to mine and Connor's Lucius, uh, not Lucius, uh, Luke Fox. Yeah, no, actually, in in the cow. Because this is all part of his pitch. That wasn't your idea. That's something that's been online for. Yeah, but me and Connor definitely were like, it's probably Luke Fox more than anybody. Did I disagree right. with this or something? No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I don't understand why this is your Connor's thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, because I feel like it came from me and Connor. It probably did. We're, we're, yeah, we come up with everything right. this year. Poppycock. Bunch yeah. of poppycock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, because this is all part of his uh, extended pitch that he's taking this from for his newsletters. And yeah, obviously, sites are just are reporting it straight up as facts, which they, they are, but they're just, you know, this is yeah. news. Um, there was a lot in it how uh, Lucius is trying to kind of talk Luke into being the Alfred role and, and Luke not really wanting to and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, so it is definitely kind of playing up that angle of, of Luke wanting to be involved. I, I've, I, I was saying last week, I was say, I've been saying on streams during the week, I don't know if I actually care about Luke Fox being Batman that much, but I'm all for this uh, 5G thing. I'm all for a nice big refresh to... Yeah, I think we spoke on the show. Yeah, week. put a shot in the arm as it were. Um, so all the build up to that, I'm all for uh, them. I'm doing stuff with, but it might, it might give us more than three or four books a week. 
Oh, you say that. This is the only week this month that's it, remotely it, it like is. this. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't uh, get get too beggy with that. But um, uh, uh, that was basically it for the news. The only other things that I'm, I'm just going to kind of make, beautiful mention gloss over is that I can't remember her first name, but uh, Chen. So, so it's like Jenny, not Jenny, something Chen. Uh, she was an associate editor on Superman. She's promoted to the lead editor on Batman, the Batman group, that is. Uh, yes, I saw so that, this. that happened this week. Uh, also, they had some writers for some of those giants. Gail Simone's doing the Birds of Prey one. Marv Wolfman's doing the Crisis one that's tying into the Crisis, you know, miniseries happening. Or not miniseries, you know what I mean, crossover. Uh, yeah. So uh, we don't really talk about those that much. I just thought I'll, I'll throw them out there just so that I've mentioned I mean, them. It's kind of cool. Like you've got, you know, classic teams in respect to both those titles, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and doing something tying into the the CW crisis, which has kind of been ignored by uh, the the DC as a whole. You know, usually whenever these these things, you get tie-ins of some sort. Uh, I'm not even seeing advertising on a lot of the comics for it, uh, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that is odd. Especially if you if you go back, actually, because I, I uh, I'm pretty sure like a couple of my Flashpoint issues back when I bought physical books have like arrow banners at the top about, yeah, yeah uh, they, they did that for a while when all the new shows launched they uh, yeah, it, was, and it was season one it was like arrows starting like the yeah. next, the, next a couple yeah. months time you know tune in kind so of it, thing. it's kind of weird that there's just nothing on that part i mean don't get me wrong they don't need to but it, it seems an obvious bit of cross promotion it does it does it is a bit odd but hey ho hey ho i miss um, being excited for those shows yeah mm. me too but but Legends is coming soon, so all will be right in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, 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 dear. Anyway, uh, so... Yeah, that's basically it. That's the news. Um, that's all wrapped up. So we can actually move into the books. And we'll get the books out of the way uh, a bit quicker this week, um, and we can dive into some questions. And I think actually what we'll do as well is we'll, we'll do the main books, and we'll leave the Patreon books until after questions. Smart. I think that's... Uh, it was being kind to Matt, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have to hear about Red Hood. <laughs> Although you probably want to talk about American Vampire, though. I guess you're too well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I could weigh in, but it's fine. Yeah, it's... good stuff. Uh, so, Batman 84, first up this week. Uh, Tom King writing Jorge Fornes on the art. Uh, so the art's pretty good, I'll say that, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can't really fault much of the art I in mean, that sense. Uh, Faunas has been very consistent whenever you know he's been on the book, and uh, I think uh, Belair's colors really kind of really complement Faunas's art a lot. Yeah, with the, the kind of the, the flat pulpy style. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was gonna say it's super pulpy. It fits what's going on in the story because it's the basically what Flashpoint Batman's been up to, but told in reverse. Yeah, it basically starts off where we left off last issue, where Batman's confronting them. They're about to fight. You get you know Batman gets punched in the face. And then it it keeps saying earlier, and it keeps doing that, and it yeah. kind of it does that thing the annual did almost mm-hmm. where it starts to speed up the more it goes. So the first you right. know scenes like a full page, if I think they're all full pages to begin with, and then as we go on, it starts to speed up, and we get like half pages and just like mm-hmm. one panel for each part, and it's going all the way back to uh, you know how he ended up here and how he was saved, and we even get a reverse yeah. flash scene in this. We get reverse flash at yeah. the button, sa- kind of saving him and bringing him to. That's there yeah, just to take that off. Yeah, just to mess with them because, like, hey, you don't want to see a world where your son's Batman. Well, here it is. Here's here's the world where your son's Batman. Um, Flipping Thon messing everything up as always. Yeah, and we see like Flashpoint Batman watching the double date from earlier in the run. Um, do, do you know? Like, I think this issue is actually kind of completely fine. I think the only problem with this issue is just how you feel about the run right now before I've, you start it. <laughs> even aside from that, I have a 
a genuine question that I, I want to ask. Mm-hmm. What does telling this backwards actually add to this story? Because I, I felt like it added kind of nothing, personally. Outside of style and it being different, but give usually, me a minute. Like, that's the thing. Usually when, when we're doing these things of, okay, we're doing it backwards, mm-hmm. it's because there's something early on that's kind of going right. to shake it up and go, oh, that's, you know, that's a big moment. You right. want to save that for the end, not right at the start. Whereas I don't feel there was anything in this that you couldn't have just told it chronologically. Um, yeah, but then it becomes a like I don't know. Then it then it I feel like at least if it's sold in reverse, it feels like it has impact because we're we're getting away from from the confrontation. Yeah, we're getting you know, further like, away from what we know. And so, you uh-huh. know, because for example, one of the things we kind of learn is that on his Earth, Flashpoint and Batman kind of took Catwoman as his as his Robin. Mm-hmm. You know, she was essentially yeah. his sidekick. Um, because so, Bruce was about her age, you mm-hmm. know, like or she's about where Bruce's age would be. And so he, instead of, you know, killing her like Flashpoint Batman does on his Earth, you know, he gives her a second chance. And at first, when, when you first read it, I'm like, oh, are they like a thing? And then as you read, that, that's I, that's where I feel like reading it in reverse kind of helps. Yeah. Because it messes with your expectations. And I think it's more and exciting. Maybe, it's more exciting as well, yeah. because as we go further back, we start getting to Martha Joker stuff, which I, and I love that mini in Flashpoint. I love that uh, oh, as a relic. That's great, yeah. Mini. Yeah. Um, so we get to the to the page where she she's murdered Alfred. Like Alfred in this yep. earth was killed by Martha, right. uh, and you know Thomas is like you know beside himself and can't really deal with it. And we get all the way back to him beating Joe Chill. And I think what it accomplishes by going all the way back to the murder of Bruce Wayne in his earth, um, it's kind of going back to the origin of all of this and why Thomas feels the way he does about Bruce not wanting to be him. It all traces back to the origin point, and the origin point in this case is Bruce Wayne's murder. Just like for Batman, or Batman, the origin point for his everything parents. is his parents' murder. Um, so, I just wish that Flashpoint Batman was a little bit more of a thread throughout because then, then we could have that, you know, the, the two differing things where Bruce is trying to be happy, mm. right? But then Flashpoint Batman's working in reverse. To You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's trying to make sure... Bruce stays happy, but we we didn't get that until you know after the I, wedding. Yeah, I mean, as, as I suppose there's a little touch as well is that because Reverse Flash is involved, the entire story yeah. is told in reverse. There you go. There's yeah, a, which for a which um, <laughs> and I think Manipul, when they were right New Fifty Two Flash, their Reverse Flash issue was told in the same way. And it was super cool and yeah. clever. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of get that gimmick though when it's okay. Yeah. Your thing is about Reverse Flash. That's a that, right. that's a. That is the gimmick. That I, the I have point. no problem with this being told in reverse, and I think it makes sense because all the juicier stuff is at the start of the, the timeline, as it were. You know, finding I out did. about Catwoman, finding out about how Alfred died, going back to the origin point. It all kind of makes sense to me. I think for me, this is- issue would have been more interesting chronologically in the sense that if we start off with that interesting stuff and it kind of gets me into the issue and then we see, okay, this is him through the run, you know, and, and where he's been and what he's seen. Whereas... Uh, you know, and with with the full context, this way around, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's beats from the run. He was there. I know we we kind of got that already. He's been around. It's... I was kind of just kind of borderline skimming through the pages because I'm like, yep, seen this, seen this. And while the back half is more interesting, I feel like if I'd had that first, maybe I would have enjoyed what is you know the the first half more. I'm okay with it in the sense. I honestly, I think this this issue is actually solid. I think the only the only problem with this issue is that they've not justified flashpoint. 
Flashpoint Batman as the main villain of this entire run before no, this and, issue. And it seems like he didn't come into it until late because if all he wants to do is Bruce to be happy, then he should have helped the marriage go off and should have stopped being before, right? Like... Well, we see yeah, him watch. He, he watches the the potential mm-hmm. wedding kind of like fall apart. So clearly, he wanted that, and that's what he wants now. He you know, at the end right. he says, you know, you know, stay down and marry the girl and be happy. Like you know, right. finish this. I just think that with him, like the dude that shoots bad guys in the face, you know, like he would have stopped Bane before Bane got the city going. You know, like because that would have Bruce would have stopped at the wedding, right? Like because he was happy. Yeah, that well, part's guess, a little bit murky. Cause, yeah, because we see if you go chronologically, the last thing we mm-hmm. see Flashpoint Batman see is the proposal, then right. the uh, then the scene with Joker in the church, right. and then he goes to Bane and says, "How can I help?" And it's right. at that point, why doesn't he just shoot Bane? Because that's what he does, right? And just right? let Bruce get married. Because that that's the whole end point, right? Is he's thinking that if Bruce is happy, he doesn't have to be bad. Yeah, this is a fair critique. My 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 guess would be that he still intended to do the whole city of Bane thing because he wants to essentially, you know, basically do the job and save the city so that Batman doesn't have to to make him redundant by obviously our batman's never going to be okay with how he does that i mean that's yeah you know we know that um but fundamentally that's what this story is ultimately about though is right is that this this thomas wayne doesn't understand bruce wayne doesn't understand his this, this version yeah. of his son and never will because at the end when he says just stay down we're like he's yeah. never going to stay down he's batman yeah. that's that's not who he is it's particularly strange given that the, a big part of this issue is is uh you know thomas being like oh you know, wayne's you know get back up you know we rise Right. That, that was a that was a big beat earlier on in the in the issue. So it kind of feels weird when he's acknowledging that. Oh yeah, just ignore all oh. of that. You know, at the end with that oh. advice. Oh. I don't think down. that's a mistake though. I think that's an intentional hypocrisy uh, or or conflict in the, the the logic of his character is that he's expecting right. Bruce it's, to it's do this. Purpose. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, intended. I just think too how much that King lead, um he leaned into to Bruce and his mom, right? That whole "I am Batman" arc, mm-hmm. yeah, right, was was all about him and his mom. And I just I think about that would have been a good time to reveal Flashpoint Batman, just kind of in play. Started to lean back into that a touch with the you yeah. know, the, the coffin in the desert um, right. and stuff like that. Right. But then it, it that's all gone again now. Oh, wasn't right. I am Batman before uh, the button though? <laughs> That was yeah, after. That, that was, was one a, of the first three arcs. Yeah, that was the first three okay. arcs before the button, so it, it couldn't be happen before that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was on me. Because that was okay. in like. I think it was. That was, <laughs> that was the third arc, first. right? Yeah, yeah, that was the third that, one. That was yeah. Like mid right. mid to late teens, I think, and then uh, button was early twenties, right? Because it was right. I am Gotham, I am suicide, I, I am. Was it an I Am Bane? It's I Am Bane, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't was even I Am Bane? Yeah, it wasn't even an I Am Batman story. <laughs> I like how we, we, we all just knew what Matt was talking yeah, about. Yeah, we all knew what he was talking about. It was the first thing where I Am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Am Batman, I'm surprised this isn't called that. Yeah. His final arc. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... that's definitely how he's going to open up when he tells him to stay down. He goes, Father, you know I can't do that because I am Batman. And it's going to be real cool. And even 
me who's super cynical about Batman is going to fist bump. Do you, yeah, kind of like there's good you moments know, to like, be had here, and I, I like this issue well enough. I wish the actual build up to it, and because because for the most part, all I feel is that Bane's kind of been like shoved to the side when Bane was the main threat you know, for so much of the story. You know what so, I've been so cool? what you're saying is, is uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but Dark Knight Rises is <laughs> still a ten, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> fine, nine point five. I'll give you nine point five. Um, <laughs> Um, I love Dark Knight Rises. I will not hear this sully. And that's fine. Nonsense. We're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> um, damn it! You made me lose my point that I was going to make this year. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. My plan oh. worked. My plan worked. Yeah. It would have been nice if we didn't have all those issues of nightmares. Like, oh, cool. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this run that would have been nice if, if they yeah. didn't do this or they didn't do that. Oh, oh, honestly, yeah. honestly though, I think nightmares is the big one. See if you take out those seven issues of yeah. nightmares, yeah. like a lot of my fatigue at this point would be gone. <laughs> like that would solve well, so you, much you, for me. You could have used that a little bit better instead of being super experimental, which good on him for trying. Tell your story a little bit more efficiently. Yeah, yeah, I'll get interest. If you literally just <laughs> cut those issues out entirely, you you know. What do you miss? No, because there's there's the through line of Selena, like his his, you know, um, his subconscious. He knows that that's that's the piece that's well, missing. Maybe you just have the Selena issue then. Yeah. Right. You, uh, you, you you cut it to a couple issues. So then, but even then, let's say it's two. Uh, issues. I mean, that's what we you said at the time. That's what we said at the time, though, right? We said this this seven right. issue thing should be maybe two issues of you know. Right. The but whole now thing. looking back on it, and this is the penultimate. It would have been nice instead of like Bane being pushed to the side, and now we're dealing with Thomas and Alfred's death not landing as it should. It's just it it kind of feels like you know we knew it was kind of rushed because they they cut it off at at eighty five instead of one hundred. But yeah. that's that's the thing. I don't actually feel like the pacing has changed at all since that announcement. Uh, it feels no exactly as it like, always did. But I feel we could have. You know how King likes to decompress. I feel like we th- this could have been, uh, you know, I don't want to say seated throughout, but this issue could have had more of an impact if he had more issues. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, the biggest the, the biggest fault of this run, looking back on it, is always going to be how none of us really believed Alfred was dead. Because apparently yeah. he is really dead, and we're, we're dealing right. with that soon. Yeah, but... like of, of all the things that we've complained about, and, you know, like going back to probably the wedding, right? It was the first big mistake that we all really agree on what's to right? be fair Fif- way- 50 issues to your first big mistakes it's not bad yeah, like, like, they're wrong. There, are, there are things i dislike before that but that's the first yeah. big mistake and like i say you know that's not that bad 50 issues or so yeah. but that was the point where it felt like there was something not right for the first time mm-hmm. was uh, so here's the thing i i want to kind of compliment king anyway a, a, because he's, he's tried a lot of stuff he's been experimental and yeah. i kind of appreciate that but also because look, there is something here. I can kind of see the core idea that he's trying to do here with Thomas Wayne. This idea that he sees the Batman as this curse, as this horrible thing that he's become. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of the story, at least to me, for, for, in terms of this this part of it, the forgetting the marriage part or whatever, is is that Bruce needs to prove that, no, 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 no. Like, Batman might have been born out of tragedy, but something good came of it, and I am something good because of it. It's kind of, it's kind of the core idea of Batman, right? Is that you take the tragedy right, and turn it into a good thing. Right, where we get the sense that Bruce is obligated to be Batman, like especially through Snyder's run, mm. right? Where he, this is something he has to do. It's in his right. being. Are you about to tell me it's Batman forever? He's not Batman because he has to be. He's Batman because uh-huh. he chooses well, to that, be. <laughs> right, and, that, and I feel that's where it's going to go. 
to, to, is, yeah to an extent maybe i i, I just i feel I, like this i is, will say that king if that's where he goes king has handled it infinitely better than forever oh sure yeah I mean, the, says, like I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie i feel like if you give me you know this hundred issues or batman forever and tell me oh uh, yo i've got to watch yeah. batman forever five times just to, you know to equal out the time uh-huh. a little bit I'm probably going to get more enjoyment out of watching Batman Forever 5. Oh, times. really? Are oh. you? It's boiling acid! Oh, yeah, you tell Tommy me that's Lee not Jones. more enjoying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just to, to enjoy it. You got Tommy Lee Jones chewing up the scenery as Two-Face, and then you got, you know, Jim, not, Jim Carrey doing his... It's, it's, a, terrible, it's a terrible movie. Like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it's good. Blast for me. I'm saying I think I would get more enjoyment out of it. But you got, you got Robin. <laughs> Come on. They, I remember getting excited when they name-checked Metropolis. Like, uh, don't, don't, don't do this, times. man. Don't do this. Don't yeah. do this. Uh, so, but no, like, I feel like there's a battle of ideals here, and that Thomas Wayne, in a lot of ways, represents the negative voice that says Batman should be this and Batman yeah. should be that. Yeah. And it's this, you know, it's, it's the same thing I always thought about Superman, where one of his biggest strengths is that he doesn't give in to the jaded attitude of you should change and be relevant. No, no, the whole point is, is that no matter what, he will stick to yeah. his ideals. Right? That's part of the character. Yeah, I feel like that's also a take on, on Superman that's been going around. Yeah. <laughs> is how to make him relevant. It's like, well, no, he's more relevant now than he has been. Yes, uh, than ever. No. But yeah, ch- let's, changing let's, him... let's seize on that, Warner Brothers. Yes. Ch- <laughs> changing him to fit the mold yeah. is against the yeah. point of the character. The fact the fact right. that we have to have this conversation makes him being more re- makes him more relevant right. because it's the well, lesson of not yeah. bending yourself to edit to, to the mark. <laughs> no, I know. Mario always brings it up that, that Marvel Studios made Captain America essentially into what Superman should be throughout those Avengers movies. Uh, and a lot of ways, the, the yeah. moral and, you know... Yeah, because style. he's... Yeah, right, he's a man out of time, right? But he still represents all of that stuff, and they made him relevant. You know, look at Winter Soldier. Like, that, that's a modern story, right? So, anyways. Um, yeah, with the... Uh, I enjoyed this one more than i have of batman so that's good maybe it ends on a bang i i hope um and kind of i don't know if i want to read bat and cat now i don't know i'm on the same thing where i kind of feel like i should just to just yeah i've done eight five issues of this now like there's, there's well, 12 more yeah there's, there's a there's a curiosity there just to see exactly what is it going to be. I mean, it's also once per month. And, you know, this is a 12-issue book. Maybe yeah. he, he this is, gives him more free reign to make this his Batman Mr. Miracle, if you will. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. As long as it's not his Batman Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it's going to be more of his, his Mr. Miracle. <laughs> I, I don't think you think that. You hope that. <laughs> well, just, you know, you know. The, the, I don't think we're gonna have to go back and try to clean things up from Bat and Cat. We'll put it that way, like sure. they have with the other book. Sure, so, we're still we're yeah. still waiting for the retcons to really erase a lot of uh, <laughs> a yeah. lot of years of crisis. Come on, DC, you love your retcons. Let's do it. I mean, they're Harley and Ivy's doing a pretty good job of fixing Harley. Mm. So, uh, and I guess Flash Forward is is making steps towards Wally. So. <laughs> My yeah. my answer is why, why did he mess them up to begin with? But hey, I hmm. feel like Flash would be like one step forward, six steps back, well, given well, he was in charge. Wouldn't it be lovely? Maybe. Wouldn't it be lovely to just like have them do the next reboot? She's like, you know what? We're just going back to post crisis, and it's fine. You know, this is Don't know, do you know what? When we get to five G, just uh, go. Sure, just stick Wally in the cowl again. 
Sure. Give, yeah, give, I'll, yeah, give me Wally Flash. Give, give him that. I'll take it. Uh, you know, just give me regular Dick Grayson back too, and then we'll call it. We'll yeah, call it sure. Fair. You know, it's 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 still a little strange to me that they that they're gonna probably put Luke in the in the in the cow for Batman when right. pick a Robin that that already exists. You know, and yeah, Damien's too small, but the rest of them are all. Not that well, one, Jason. So, it, so it, it's Dick or Tim, basically. Yeah, Dick or Tim, yeah. He could, he could sew. I'm sure that that kid can sew. Um, they teach sewing in the League of Assassins. Obviously, um, they teach everything. Right. So I didn't, want, uh, Matt, I didn't he, mean, I didn't mean he couldn't fit in the costume. I, I meant, I meant he's just too small to be Batman. <laughs> no, we, we saw him in a bat suit in Deceased, and he looked dope. I, I, I can see everyone doing the Star Wars reference now. Aren't you a little short to be Batman? <sighs> and then he kicks him in the balls. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yes. Damien. Uh, let's oh, write this thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe if I want uh, post-crisis, I guess you should go back and read everything post-crisis. Yeah, that's right, Matt. What are you, what are you doing? What are you giving it? Oh, um, yeah, that's one and eight. Uh, art does most of the heavy lifting, I feel. I feel like maybe if there's a different artist, I don't feel it, but it's got that pulpiness. Mm-hmm. And with the way that it, it moves backwards, uh, the, it really matches the story. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car. Um, I'll give it a six mostly for the art because the art is kind of gorgeous. Um, <laughs> no, the no, there, there, strikes again. There, there are some, some some gorgeous looking pages in this. I just, mm. I said, I found myself kind of skimming the first half of it when it was just oh, here's all the beats of the run, and then uh, the back half was better, but I was kind of out by that point of the issue, unfortunately. I think I think Ginger Degrader needs a jingle every time he like hits a book with a rating that feels too low. We yeah, just yeah, we have a little yeah. jingle that plays. I don't think when he, too long. when he hit the S on six, I thought he was going to go seven, and then that's where the greatest strikes. Honestly, I, 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 I'm being generous. I, I was thinking of giving this a five. The, the greatest strikes again. Something like, I Here's don't know. Here's the thing with with the way he's angled. If we flip him and do the Dark Knight Returns, we could have the the, the Ginger Degrader Returns <laughs> into a parody. Uh, also, I had to flip his camera anyway because he was facing he was facing yeah. outwards and it looked stupid. Yeah. So I had to flip him so he was right. facing inwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, the monitor's on that side. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Although, notably, me and Matt both have our cameras close to where we look for the other people so that it looks like we're looking at the audience when we're speaking. Yeah. Connor now I, just looks like he's staring off at the corner of the room. I know. I did before. It, I will try and work something out. It, it didn't happen <laughs> like two hours ago. He's going to have to build a rig now. He's going to have a camera rig in his room. There's going to be a boom. And, I'm, uh... I'm there going... Can I like just hang it down and just dangle it? <laughs> just dangle it. And then just, it'll, you know, what do? Yeah, I'll give this a solid eight. I, I think, honestly, uh, like, the only problem with this issue is that the, the build up to it uh, means that it's, it's not as effective as it could be, but the actual content of the issue, both the rating and art, are really good. And. Uh, I, I wish, I wish, I mean, I wish I still felt about King's Batman the way I did, you know, back in the 30s yeah. and 40s, but uh, here we are. So, but hopefully, hopefully, the last issue of the main book is good and then uh, Batcat's good. And I'm looking forward to Tynan's run, so we'll see how it yeah. goes. Yeah. Uh, so that'll take us on to Justice League issue 37. Scott Snyder writing with Jorge Jimenez on the art. Uh, yeah. This, of course, honestly, my biggest problem with Justice League right now is that I keep yeah. feeling, I keep feeling that the, the art should be about to end, and I'm like, man, there's two more issues. <laughs> I started this issue, yeah. and there's two it's, more. <laughs> it's a little bit too big. Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit too big. Because it, it, it comes up saying, uh, you know, Justice do more part like. 
eight. eight. And I'm like, oh my eight. God, that should have been done two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So that said, this is full of great moments. Sure. But I don't feel this issue rises. You know, it doesn't, it's not the sum of its parts. Like those parts are really nice. And That's really good. High. I mean, Matt, that's kind of how I feel about Snyder's running Just League as a whole. I no, feel like I know. there's lots of good but, moments, but none of them really have the weight because they just feel like moments on their own. Right, but like, whereas me and Connor enjoyed the, the sixth dimension stuff for, for what it was trying. Oh, yeah. Here, it, yeah, right? Not that I've been on and off with this because I mostly have enjoyed it. I just hear this issue, like you're saying, it feels like it should be rounding out. And there's still stuff to go. Yeah, I, 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 but there is like one issue too many here. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was ready. Like even last issue, you know, because the last one ended uh-huh. with the whole you know Hall of Justice becoming the spaceship thing. I remember at the start of that one feeling, oh, I wonder if this is the second last issue and we're setting up the cliffhanger for the last one. Yep. And it wasn't. And I knew there was like three more. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was reading this one, and I'm like, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm ready for like the the big save the day moment right at the end of this one. And it, it kind of has that, but there's two more issues left. So yeah, and that's... I'm intrigued as to what the the last two issues I, will be I... because it does feel like uh, there is. The conflict next issue that is unavoidable now they can't put it off any longer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well no there's that and and we if this is like metal wasn't the last issue of metal basically the epilogue at least the last half of that the last half of it was it had extra pages right. so i had a lot of epilogue stuff yeah. setting up yeah. new justice and, and whatnot because yeah, so, this is an entire yeah. 40-ish issue run yeah uh, you, you know yeah. like my i mean 39 exactly actually i just yeah but there's an annual i think right was yeah, there? that sounds. Yeah, I think there was. I think I maybe I'm wrong, but I think, I think it was an like annual. Um, so you you've got the big two page splashes at the start of all the villains and the heroes outside, you know, racing to fight each other. Um, I do yeah, really like that parallel, you know, back to back. I I do, and I love him in his art. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this. It's it's our boy, isn't it? No, it it's it, my girl. Supergirl's forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, I, it's I, not I, a forehead. I that's an eight head. Uh, that, that's bad. I, I think worse yeah. is is a uh, boy Guy Gardner. Well, I don't know. Guy what Gardner his face looks is. like a he looks like a berserker going into battle wearing no armor. All right, I'm fine with Just, that. He looks completely insane. Uh, which yeah. I mean, maybe that's the it, point. It fits. But... Yeah, it fits. But yeah, no, Supergirl. I was like. What'd you do to my girl? Yeah, I, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm looking at that Supergirl in this two-page spread, yeah. and there's like three different things that come to mind. One is that she looks yeah. kind of like she's actually like cheetah shaped, like her head with the, the yeah. cat ears, and then she has like a wig stuck on, or she's yeah. balding, and that's number two. Or number three, I'm getting almost like uh, like a Klingon from Star Trek with a big forehead. Yeah. Any yeah. of those apply? I'm I'm okay with either of those. Any of those? And then I'm like, I'm like, pretty good in this issue. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe that's how Jimenez is just drawing long hair, going back. And then I look at Canary, and I look at Commandy, and I look at, <laughs> I think that's Donna Troy? I think it is, um, yeah. Yeah. I look that girl, and no, although, he just... Although, now that you've mentioned Donna Troy, because I hadn't noticed this before, but there's something weird going on with Donna Troy's boob there that's kind of sticking out. It's sticking out kind of oh, at a weird yeah. pointy it angle. It's weird. <laughs> so, other than that, that page so, two so the, really the, cool. the two page spreads may be a little bit rushed in the small details department all right that's that's what yeah. we're saying I, I i really like the overall aesthetic the, the way they yeah. mirror each other and yes yes i'm, I'm on board with know, all the, this yes the lineup of the heroes chosen and you know the, like damien being right at the front is kind of cool notably yeah. not everyone's there though a lot of the heavy hitters are actually inside the hall because they're trying to make yeah. a 
a justice to Tatley uh, with um, and they've got uh, you know uh, Alan Scott there got two Starmen. Green Lantern and and a Flash. They've got the Starman from the past and the Starman from the future. Obviously, present day Starman was uh, was killed. Yeah, Uh, which which tells me we need Jack Knight. And I don't know if that's in the cards. I know Robinson has a better relationship with with uh, DC. Hopefully. So you're thinking we're going to get a fourth Starman? (laughs) All of the Starman. Well, yeah, because uh, it's not out of line we had like three running around at one time oh sure i'm, I'm not saying it's uh, on lately i'm, I'm just kind of cracking just the saying, joke like, someone's gotta get the cosmic rod and i don't see any courtney's not running around right mm, yet maybe she will but be yet. after the next issue yeah so someone's mm. gotta have it Maybe. Well, the staff is um, so, the ult- Ultra Monitor is going to kill uh, Hot Girl and Shane, yeah. but of course we saw last issue John, uh, John Stewart that is, uh, in the Flash buggy thing. <laughs> he's, so, he's he zooms in, <laughs> and he hits him, and all I could think of was something like in Home Alone, <laughs> right? <laughs> like when when Joe Pesci's falling down the stairs. <laughs> that's that's the image. The, that I got when he hits the, the ultra monitor. So uh, now you said that all I can hear in my head is Joe Pesci getting up from the snow going sidetrack real quick on, on Netflix there's that series of toys that made us mm-hmm. uh, well there's a spinoff from that the movies that made us and one of the episodes is about Home Alone and apparently since Pesci has such a foul mouth and he couldn't get it under wraps they allowed him to to have those so anytime he's doing that, he's actually cussing. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. So, um, yeah. So, uh, do you know what I saw? Yeah, anyway. This is just a weird side thing. On Twitter this week, I saw someone tweet, "Hey, that cop at the start of Home Alone is played by the same actor that plays <laughs> that plays <laughs> Harry later in the movie." And I'm like, yeah. "That's part of the plot. He's kissing the joint, you <laughs> dumb tit." Yeah, but I feel like that's on purpose. That's one of those dumb. Oh, I don't like, know. Reddit has Reddit has shitty movie details. Oh sure. I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. one of them. I, I don't know. I I believe in the stupidity of people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, true. I, it's like the people see, that's who only why just notice. Only just notice the plane ticket in the bin. Oh, you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's like yeah, it kind of makes a deal yeah. about that. Yeah. Um. See, this is why Pete would embrace Doom and I would embrace Justice. Because <laughs> I want to believe people aren't that stupid and they're playing a joke. If Pete's like, nah, they're all dumb. <laughs> they're all idiots. Talk um, to me in traffic, though, and it's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone is like that. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, all right, so uh, he hits the Ultramonitor so hard that because uh, we, we were we were having a debate last because matt couldn't remember yeah. if, if it was just a, if it I was could. just anti monitor or if the others were inside him and i said no they're inside right. him this proves it because he hits them so hard that the all two of them come spitting out of him yeah they hit him so hard two other men fell out <laughs> like, I, think, I think the point was anti monitor was in control sure right. was the dominant personality but they were all in there oh that's fair yeah right. he was clearly the one in control but um right and that's uh, fine but i forgot mm. about that because there's as we were saying earlier, there's way too many issues. Like, there's a lot yeah. going on here. Yeah, so um, I have to ask a question here. So, Perpetua grows really big, and she's like, her hands yeah. look sort of encompassing uh, the planet. Now, that is Earth, right? I'm not I'm not confused it's here. Earth 44, though. It's Earth 44, yeah, okay. 44. Oh, it says yeah. it at the top. Because I was going to say, how is everyone, everything still functioning? Because she throws it like a baseball into well, yeah. space. <laughs> Just, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's, no, gone. it's not. Like, yeah, she, Perpetua throw the planet, uh, and and we get a really fun moment out of World Forger, and I like what he says. His goodbye is like, "I've been reformed. 
But now that I made mom mad, there's a good chance I won't be. So if this is goodbye. Yeah, you know, he, he sacrificed himself. A nice moment. Yeah, he sacrificed himself so that he can teleport uh, the rest back to Earth. Because basically we see the other heroes try and form this new totality. But it fails. That They almost get there. Uh, but it doesn't quite work, and it's like, no, we need we need someone who's connected to the totality material, and that is Kendra, because of her wings, um, so uh, the big end of the issue is just when all hope seems lost, uh, we get the Justice League coming out uh, with McGann with them, um, and Batman's right. not there, because Batman's piloting the, the ship building. Right, yeah. and it's and it's almost the, the big seven from the Justice League cartoon. Almost, like, just, it's just missing Batman. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you're just missing Batman. And swap so, the Martians, obviously. Uh, but Batman's right. doing something effing stupid. Right. Yes, uh, under Jarrow's request. But the, the the symbol appears in the sky, the new symbol of justice, and Perpetua's like, Lex, what did you let them do? Uh, and there you go. And they're all glowy. They're all glowy that, that from justice. That final page is gorgeous. Yes, it is. And that that's the Jimenez that I like. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, and I like how all of their logos are are like... They're, they're shining justice, right? It, re- like, it really highlights Aquaman doesn't really have a look. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, he's on his belt. He's like, on his belt, but it's, it's kind I, of I, I will say, to everyone else. I do think that he overdid it a little bit. Um, well, maybe this is more the colouring than Jimenez, admittedly, but uh, the yeah. like I, I don't know if I needed all the lines and Flash's outfit to be emphasised with the glow. It, it just, no, that, that's, that's okay with me, because that happens when he's in the Speed Force. So if that's one of the forces, sure. right? Like... Yeah, I don't, you know, I've, uh, well, I've never liked the lines on this. Ever since the New 52 started, I've never liked the extra yeah, lines in the suit. But. I, yeah. I'm, I'm used to it now. You know, it's, I'm not happy about it, but it, it's part of his luck. Uh, but yeah, you got, you got Superman and with his glowing, and he looks cool. Do, 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 do the sad part of the story is, is that I felt like I got a better version of it when I watched The Dark Knight. And I know we're comparing things to movies. But that movie is all about the ideals of the city and winning over the city and convincing them that there can be hope and order right. against chaos. And this is kind of the same thing where the whole the whole point is is they have to kind of like sway the entire world to believe in justice right. versus doom because doom was winning. Um, right. So I feel like they could have done more with this and You're really focused wrong. on it. I, I, as much as I have enjoyed this story, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, flawed as, as it may be, I've enjoyed it overall. <laughs> It's, yeah, I wouldn't as good as Dark Knight. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I always, I'm always a negative when it comes to Justice League because I, I feel like I have to be to to fight uh, you two. But <laughs> but like it, it's a solid enough read. It's, it's not like a painful comic to get through. It's like I've never I've never even yeah. once thought about dropping it because it's it's fine. It's like you know, yeah, it's generally yeah. entertaining. Uh, even yeah. though I can even though I can nitpick it to death. Um, but that's you know that's, that's what it is. Some comics are like that. Uh, so we got two issues left of Snyder's run before we move on to the Vendetti era. We'll see how that goes. Um, and it makes me wonder, is Vendetti going to be long-term? Is he just the writer until 5G? Right. I mean, I'd say till at least 5G, but I mean, Vendetti's done like a lot of high-profile books now over the last year, five years, Flash, Green Lantern. Yeah, and again, um, we talked about this when, when it was announced. He, he plays with the team as well, like the concept of a team. Sure. Yeah, because of Hell and Pals. Well, the only though, still like that he's worked his way up. That yeah, he can have yeah. a shot at Justice League and have a proper. You know, the only just, uh, thing from him that I've actually liked was the few issues of Freedom Fighters I read, which was team book mm-hmm. at least. So you know that gives yeah. me a little bit of. Uh... And and I, I think uh, his his Hell and Pals was infinitely better than 
whatever you know, he was doing on Green Lantern Green before Lantern. that, or his Flash, Green where Green. it was just focused on the the individual character. Yeah, mm. and and so and then the exception that proves that rule is that Hawkman. Yeah. And then he turned Hawkman into a team book by the end of that first arc, because yeah, all the different ones that were there. It's, it's, so, it's just a team of Hawkman. Yeah. So Hawkman uh, and the but wings. No, I, That's what should be called. He's, he's one over Rebirth. He's probably the one writer that's won me over the most from where I was at the beginning to now. Yeah, there are writers who I, you know, maybe I wasn't sure on, but I've come to like. Cause, but but yeah. when I say I wasn't sure on, mostly just because I hadn't read enough of them to have that strong yeah. an opinion. Whereas Venditti, I did feel like I had an opinion yeah. going into it. And and it wasn't positive. No, not at all. Mm. I was, well, if he was announcing our new book, I thought, oh, probably not going to enjoy that then. Mm-hmm. But now, I, you know, he could still fail, don't get me wrong. He, you know, he could still yeah. you know, swing and miss. But I'm much more hopeful now. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. That's Justice League. So that'll take us on then to Lois Lane, number six. Greg Rucker writing with Mate Perkins on the art. Um, and I'm very curious to hear what Connor thought of this, given that this was the one that most directly tied in to things going on in other books that he's not reading. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll cut to it. I found this had little to no impact for me, having not seen it. Uh, do, do, you know do you know what's funny about this? I think this is the best issue so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. I feel like if I if 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 I'd cared about you know this story and and mm-hmm. had seen all this, I understand why. I, I can see the craft in this as to why this works. Mm-hmm. If you've read that, having not and just kind of coming into this you know aftermath, um, it's kind of lost all the meaning. You know, while, while objectively I can see it's well, very good. Uh, a few art little nitpicks. Aside, I I don't. I, I almost. Don't... I get way more out of this issue with with Rucka writing. The relationship between Sam and and Lois, than I have with with Bendis even in Leviathan, and that's I mean it's a little bit unfair because that wasn't the point of Leviathan, was yeah. was their relationship, but the scenes where they were they just felt like part of the plot, whereas here Rucka gets to decompress, and it it actually I was like oh man Sam Lane's gone, and in in the same month where we lose Alfred officially, and lose <laughs> Sam Lane. Officially, why am I more sad with Sam Lane? It was I a know. character I don't really well, care about. It's, it's because because like, I, I didn't care when Sam Lane died. I mean, I wasn't like like happy yeah, he was dead that's or anything. Right but like yeah. it was like okay, Sam Lane's a character who's around. He serves his plot purpose usually. This issue, this one issue, which the yeah. structure of this is that his funeral's playing out. Uh, and uh-huh. the, the week afterwards as well. And as we see like, a couple of pages, sil- typically silent, barring one or two little moments, typically mm-hmm. silent pages of the, the, the funeral in the rain, very moody, very atmospheric. We keep flashing back to different times in Lois's life with her father, um, one of which when she's a teenager. And it's just how she would challenge him as a teenager. Uh, the first time they really kind of spoke about Superman when you know he was kind of new on the scene and she clearly had a thing for him and he was kind of calling her out for that. And then later on, kind of down the line, and my favorite part of all this actually is the one that happens because we we'd seen the scene before. I can't remember if it was Action Comics or if it was Leviathan or if it was whatever book it was in. But when Lois told Sam that Clark was Superman, um, uh, whatever book that happened in, I really like the you know where he comes back because all throughout the issue, every every flashback, you're kind of like. Okay, obviously it's shown us all these emotional beats in Lois's past with him, but I'm still kind of coming out on her side every single time. And what I like is, is that last flashback where he comes back to talk about Clark being Superman, even though he can't really just jump and be okay with it because of who he is, that's the, that's the one and only time we ever see him say, I'm going to try because you're my daughter and I love you, and right. I'm going to try and be okay with it and deal with it. And 
to end on that beat is the last flashback i thought i think it was the last flashback um i think is the perfect kind of thing to just make us care that he's dead he's like no despite who he was he was going to try for lois and that's what the relationship was it was despite all the fighting all the turmoil and everything Mm -hmm. he would always try and be a father and that was good and and she finally has her breakdown on the last page Mm -hmm. because it was yeah he could have understood uh he could have believed in superman and I was just like, oh man, Rucka. Yeah, that final line's fantastic. He could have he could have chose to believe in Superman. That is he was almost there. He almost yep. was ready to believe uh, in Superman. It's and then so it, good. it makes me look back at Leviathan too to see why they went after him so hard, right? And they used his tactics, but you know, they had to take him out because they can't have him running counter to to them. Like imagine now a world where where Sam Lane does believe in Superman. Even and even just think about what this what, does that mean? Re- what this represents in terms of the story. Like you know, like we talk about how like sometimes it'll be kind of meta and it'll talk about the characters, and we talk often right. about Superman, like believing in Superman, all going along with the sort right. of jaded idea that people have in the real world, right? Um, I almost kind of see this as like you know, like she all imagine this is like uh, a kid, and and when I say a kid, I just mean the, the the of the of the two, not like an child. actual child, right. yeah. Uh, but the kid of the two, um like try to convince their their parent who's older has really old-fashioned values and won't come around like this idea that you almost had them ready to kind of like accept you know you know what they'd been believing all this time is wrong or something well they want you apply that to politics you want to apply that to whatever uh you know she basically you know was turning her boomer father (laughs) into a more forward-thinking person (laughs) well that's that's no that's exactly what it is it's that he was so set in his ways. And when you think about what Superman represents, you know, and then what Sam Lane represents as, you know, this, this military figure, this guy that's by the book and he's still an alien. Like that's, that's what their whole conversation when she tells him is about to the factories. Like, well, look, he's actually done some good. Right. But you care about this. So now I care about it. And it's, yeah, no, it's really, weirdly heartwarming. And I wasn't expecting that going into this book. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. I, I, I you know, I, I left this feeling. And I love the small moment where Renee comes over to her when she's at the gravesite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, just sort of sits with her, doesn't really say anything, just, no. is like, you know, she's, she's kind of a friend. And, or even yeah. when she, you know, the, the, the soldiers try to give her the flag um, and Lois just can't accept it. So Clark takes it instead. Like, there's just. Oh, and then Lucy loses it. Yeah. Right? Later. Which, I'm glad but, they mentioned her name because I, yeah. I wasn't sure who that was meant to be first. <laughs> Me neither. I was like, oh, did Sam Lane get married to a younger woman? Yeah, who is this? Like, who's that phone lady? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, Lucy uh, followed in her dad's footsteps. So, of course, you know, the military person is going to be pissed, right? Um, but yeah, no, it was. I mean, yeah, this this hit me weird. I was not ready for this. Like going in, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is the the Lois and Sam Lane epilogue on their relationship. But you know, I got to stop underestimating Rucka. Like anytime I think it's going to be something, it's completely different and for yeah. the better. No, it made me care. I mean, it made me care. If, if Alfred gets this, and obviously I already care about Alfred, unlike Sam Lane. But if yeah. Alfred if Alfred yeah. gets this kind of epilogue funeral issue. And it hits even half as good as this. I will, I will be sort of more accepting of his death, and it'll feel like okay, we yeah. got good storytelling out of it some way. Um, yeah. But th- this was so good, and like that final line, man. Like he was almost yep. ready to believe in Superman. Yep. It's such a good line. It's really, really good. Good. 
because uh, it's not just about believing in the person it's about believing in you know what he stands for and the idea which oh, is what it's, makes it's it so the good. idea right yeah. and it's not just you know the truth and justice american way gimmick it's the complete you know who yeah who he is and defines who he is but yeah no and this was, you know, this was something that has kind of defined Lois's life ever since she encountered mm-hmm. Superman and kind of changed yeah. her for the better and been something that completes her. And yeah. uh, the idea that her father just couldn't cool. see it and couldn't understand it. And uh, yeah, well, I always love the relationship too. I love how he's the military guy, and yet she's the reporter that's always trying to dig through stuff. And she almost becomes a reporter despite her dad. I always, I don't know if that's actual canon or if that's my own head canon. Um, I mean, it sounds kind of... Yeah, uh, it sounds Lois, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, at the very least, this idea she wants to fight that that kind of thinking, if, yeah. even if it's not directly because she wants to do it to piss right. off her dad, you know? Right. Um, That makes some but, sense. But it's one of those things where the Sam Lane trope of him coming in and being kind of anti-Superman is used so yeah. often in comics and TV right. shows and whatever that ultimately becomes just this kind of generic plot point that happens every so often that we just kind of expect. It doesn't really matter much to us anymore. And I think... No. In a weird way, and I'm not saying this justifies every sort of needless story we've had of it, but like, I think one of the things that happens, you know, in real life when someone dies is that, yeah, a lot of what you know about that person is because of repetition, because people in real life do repeat right. things a lot. They repeat actions a lot. So mm-hmm. it doesn't justify it, but having, you know, read a bunch of Sam Lane stories where he's anti-Superman, having right. seen stories with Sam Lane being anti-Superman, it kind of gave this a bit more weight. It was like, yeah, he was always that, and yeah. he was willing to maybe change and then he died and it i mean it hurts. yeah pre-flashpoint this is a person that used experimental technology from lex Luthor to turn his daughter into superwoman you know lucy lane like <laughs> that was that was a plot point through supergirl uh i think that was sterling gates but yeah so to now to flash to this point you know there's an actual progression of the character and I can't believe you just nice. said that. Just to flash to this point, we cannot be using that in in regular terminology. I can't be having it. Connor's very quiet because he clearly doesn't feel any of these strong feelings. I, I just, <laughs> un, until I started this issue, I didn't even know Sam Lane was dead. So, well, it shows you how much attention he pays to us. No, I don't. I really don't listen. So I'm, I'm not, not going to pretend I do. <laughs> uh, Thanks but, for being honest. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Like, while I can see the craft here. None of it hit me because I, I didn't even know he was dead until I started reading this. So I didn't even have time to process. I, I was like, oh, I guess Sam Lane's dead. And, and then the whole issue was about that. And some of the beats where I thought could have landed for me, um, one of the big ones that was actually ruined by the art for me was the flag scene uh, where, where she can't accept it. Her face, uh, Lois's face, when she turns away, um, uh, when she can't do it, uh, she looks at Clark. I, I nearly laughed when I, when I saw it. Because it just didn't fit at all uh, for me. It just looked so off, and in such a vital moment that, um, yeah, like things like that, kind of really just. She, I don't know. To me, it looks like she's just barely keeping it together. No, I know what it's supposed to be, but it just it, didn't like. It, it didn't. It, it didn't land for me. So it 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 looked like she's supposed to be, you know, holding back the tears, but it looks like it's this half grin. She's kind of terrified. Is what it actually comes across. As. D d d d d d d d d grader. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that one I'm, I'm saying you know that the rest of the issue uh, you know it's fine like, I, I, I understand why this is landing for people I just didn't have the connection to, to 
I didn't have the time to care because I was only just learning that Sam Lane was dead, let alone that we were meant to be mourning him. I will say, outside of the fact that uh, knowing that he's dead or not, I don't think there's anything this issue that relies upon you knowing the circumstances of his death. All, all of it just plays about their their history as a as a father daughter throughout the it DCU. Does. It so, does. Like I said, I think it's just I I was still processing. Like, oh, I, I guess he's dead. Um, so I didn't have time to to move on and actually care about what was happening yet. Maybe if I read this in a month or two, I'll, I'll like it more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very good. Very, very good. Uh, Matt, what are you rating Lois Lane? I'm going to give this a nine. This, this hit me, but I'm also Superman, Mark, so of course of course, it's hit me differently. Mm-hmm. Connor, uh, what, is the, what is the degrader score on the degrader scale? Six and a half. <laughs> um i am also gonna give it a nine i thought this was fantastic and uh was it was, it was as soon as i knew it, i knew it was my book of the week you know like there was no like i was going to be surprised if anything else was going to yeah, touch it as, as soon as i as, yeah as soon as i got done with it i went yeah this, this was good yep uh, I, I didn't have a great week folks i'm sorry hmm. so that'll take us on to the fourth and final new book of the week because it's that week <laughs> Did we rate Justice League? Yeah. Did we? I don't remember no. rating it. We moved on. <laughs> <laughs> it just—it just occurred to me. I was like, I was thinking ah. about the scores because you know I've done my okay. three books. All right, now. all right. Well, now yeah. before we move on to the last book, then we'll also rate Justice League. Yeah. Matt, what are you giving Justice League? I'm giving Justice League a, a seven point five, not an eight. I can't have it below Batman. I'm gonna go eight. Sure. Uh, Connor. I will give it the eight. I think the the big moments just kind of pull it up enough for me. I'll give it a three seven. I thought it was good, but even though I have, I have my you know my reservations, but uh, it was good. It's fun overall. Uh, so I'll take out the fourth and final new book of the week because it's a really weird week. Um, arguments. I mean, the argument could be that we should have read that eighty page Christmas special thing because it was such a late week. However, because it was villain focused, I didn't want to because I'm sick of this year of the villain crap. <laughs> Just none of us really wanted to read it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so there's, exactly de- what it is. there's definitely other ones that I'm more interested in and worth reading, but that one, I just I had no desire to I do it. I think the problem for me is, with those 80-page things, I, I find that there's usually one good story in there. That mm. you, even, even in the bad ones, there's usually one good story that I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. It wasn't worth reading the other 70 pages for, though. So, mm. and, and I just suspect that's probably the, the, the case here as well. Uh, so Young Justice issue 11 Brian Michael Bendis writing with John Timms on the art uh, <laughs> I didn't even finish reading the creators before Carr took his headset off that's just despicable disrespectful I know uh, so Matt uh, this is uh, yeah. the, the team shot we actually start with Naomi kind of talking to uh, yeah. you know who, who, what's her face Gloria Dr. Glory uh, Dr. Glory that sounds right Dr. Shady if you ask me yeah uh, she's talking to Naomi, claiming that Superman, you know, sent her from Star Labs. Uh, and then the portal opens that we kind of ended the last issue with, with the Young Justice popping out. And Naomi faints, because it's too much to take, and probably her powers drained her, I imagine. Yeah. And she wakes up, and the Young Justice are just casually sleeping around her house. Crashed. Yeah, <laughs> they've crashed. Uh, and, uh, uh, and yeah, uh, here's my thing on this issue. Yes. I just got Connor back. <laughs> stop, stop tugging my heartstrings, man. Him, him having Dr. Glory tell him that he doesn't matter. Like this is a time where, uh, you know, he's, he's the Superboy that doesn't matter. I felt attacked. 
So, um, however, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the story because this is why I like Young Justice. It's the interpersonal mm-hmm. dealings between them. Um, and just, you know, Bart being Bart and, and you know, being overactive and no one in, in Puerto Suigo really what? knowing how to deal with him. Hold on. I it. really liked... What? There's not that much Bart in this issue. Where's the Bart stuff coming from? No, just in in the beginning because when when they get there, oh sure, and he's doing his yeah yeah because yeah. he's missing like, the rest no of the one in that yeah, yeah yeah no one no no one's in there you know what I mean like knowing what to do um, I I trust Bendis I just I feel I feel like Connor's become his whipping boy <laughs> and like our Connor's our whipping boy um, who so. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no. I mean, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I think I'm glad for us to be done with the multiverse hopping. I think I'm glad to yeah. just be in a, a more natural setting again. Um, having them have have a time to breathe a little bit and actually kind of like yeah. deal with each other. Uh, Tim texting Stephanie. Stephanie texting back by the end. Uh, obviously, I like those teases. Although yeah. that said, I still want Stephanie to be on her own away from Tim and get her own spotlight. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know when that will happen. So whatever. No, so, I... I get that, but I, I do like that that thread that's been dangling is starting. You know, we're we're getting a pull on it now, uh, a little bit because something something's going on with her. Mm. You know, she's she's come across something. Uh, but here, I also I, I'd like to hear from people that if you're reading this, but n- nothing else that Bendis is doing, how this read for you? Because I felt it was kind of dependent on reading action a little bit, and that's um, in more so Naomi. Well, no, because yeah, the name is stuff. But when when she's talking about the Batman and Superman, oh you know, sure, we're, yeah, we're in charge here. And yeah, because that, that was an I, action. Yeah, yeah. So we we me and you are familiar with that because we read action. But I just like to know from people that aren't if this was something that you you know instantly understood, you I know, mean, or g- given, you curious to go back and check. Given Bendis's fan base and the numbers that all his books do, I'm I'm going to hasten to say that. The vast majority of people who read any of his books probably read all of his books. Maybe. That'd be I my just, guess. I'm curious for those that aren't that that aren't. Um, but no, this is almost like a Naomi like half issue because it, it's oh, very sure. focused on her. Yet you know, it's almost like Naomi guesting with Young Justice or Young Justice guesting in Naomi, which I'm fine with because I enjoy Naomi. Uh, we got that that shot of the dad sleeping with his his blaster yeah. on his chest, just in case. I thought that was a fun little visual. Yeah. Um, um, so basically... Tim's art's really good. Yeah, so. yeah, Tim's art's really good. Fits the tone of the book. It has been for a while. Um, I, the plot is basically that when they do, when you know, Nomi wakes up and she talks to people, yep. uh, she's talking to Connor, she mentions the Doctor Glory, and Connor's like, that's the one who trapped me in Gemworld. So he immediately zooms off uh, to go and confront her. And she she intentionally kind of hid and sort of, you know, sneaks, snuck away at the start when they all showed up because you're like oh shit Superboy's here uh, so she actually tricks him and beams him to another world again uh, to the warlord uh, yeah. who's a very Tartarus. yeah very Thor looking helmet he's got there um, can, yeah can, and as I've been over this Vikings wouldn't have worn helmets like that but we're good we can, we can move on now sure yes um, honestly my only critique of the issue ultimately is that uh Tim insists on going by Drake, and I'm not happy about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's driving me nuts. The suit's ugly. The name's dumb. Uh-huh. I try not to be this negative with new things anymore. Like, this was me, like, five years ago. 
I just, it's not a good look, and I don't, I still don't get the, I get that he doesn't want to be Robin, and I get the meta reason that we we can't be Robin, you know, Damien is Robin and him is Robin, despite the fact we've had multiple flashes running around at the same time. That's neither here nor there. Yes. But I don't, Drake is such a bad name. Yeah, Pick so, another bird of prey. That's right. really, that's, like, that's really bad. I, so I will, you know, the, the book ends, uh, Stephanie's last text saying, Tim, where have you been help? So she is doing something yeah. that's going to lead to plot. Yeah. Um, the, the scientist is trying to convince them that Connor wanted to ditch them. Um, hopefully they don't believe that too much. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Shady. Dr. Shady. <laughs> um... So yeah, that was basically it. It was a fun issue. I think I liked this. I mean, I liked the last little arc. I, I think the Gem World yeah. stuff. Um, like I was glad to get out of Gem World, and even though I liked the stuff in Earth Three a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Oh, Mike, your mic's going. Uh, I am glad yeah. that we are back on Earth One or Earth Zero, whatever we're calling it. And Earth Prime. Uh, that's not Earth Prime. I'm pretty sure it's not Earth Prime. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was in Infinite Crisis. I've been reading a lot of uh, a lot of Infinite Crisis tie-ins now oh, that I'm yeah have you now have you now uh so you know yeah, i thought it was solid issue uh, all the character stuff read very well um yeah it was good yeah uh was it in in the um tomasi stuff did we go to warlord when i feel like we've been to this guitarist recently but i can't remember where so i can't remember i remember we went to dinosaur island and, and dealt with that stuff. Yeah, that was Tomasi Superman. For yeah. Sure. So I'm gonna have to look this up. But I'm, even though I'm not a huge fan of this, I I love that aesthetic mm. of of you know this kind of not quite Conan the Barbarian, but kind of air you know world. So I'd like to see how Connor's gonna fit in there, how they're gonna get him back. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. All right, can we give it up? I'm gonna give this an eight point five. 8.5. Hmm. Uh, I'll give it a straight 8. Uh, I thought it was good fun. Um, but that'll be it. Oh, I was about to complain that Connor's taking too no. long. But he... Sliding back in. Yeah. We could turn that into a gif, like all the kids do, slide into DMs, like... Because <laughs> the way that he slid in. I feel like that was perfect timing. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I, I kind of came in the room and, and I heard, you know, the headphones down, so I heard muffled. I heard people going, oh, I'm going to give it. And I was like, that sounds like wrapping up time. Mm. All right, well, I think it's probably worth doing the best of the week stuff just now. Uh, before mm-hmm. we do questions, just because we've just talked about the books, it makes more I sense. Know, is Connor, is Connor going to be able to not put Red Hood in the top five? <laughs> uh, so um, I, I think I'll manage somehow. Yeah. Okay. So best panels uh, slash moment, best art, best cover, best uh, you know top well top five books usually, but in this case I'll just be ranking the four or three that we read. Uh, so Matt, what is your panel slash moment of the week? So as much as I want to go from Justice League with the last page. I'm gonna to have to go from the last moment from from Lois, where where Sam was about to believe in yeah, Superman. Yeah, I'm going to jump in and take the same one. There's there's nothing else no. that comes close for me. Yep. What's that Connor? What's yours? I've got to go with the last page of Justice League. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> your mark. It was a great page. I loved it. What's your mark? Uh, so that'll <laughs> take us on to best cover of the week, uh, which I've not actually looked at properly yet. Well, yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of rough this week. It's slim pickings. Yeah. Well, we only had four books, so I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but none of them are particularly outstanding. No, I mean, I think I'll personally just go with the Justice League variant. So Tony Daniel, it's pretty solid. It's not like the best cover we've ever had. No. Shot, but it's solid. 
Yeah, Matt? I'll go with the Young Justice regular cover. I like it. It's bright. Diamond's taking a while to load for me. <laughs> me and Matt went too quickly, apparently. <laughs> I don't know well, usually I do that, but I did that before when I was waiting for you guys to, to sign on. I, I went and looked over my stuff. I mean, I just look, I, I knew my other ones, but this I just looked at now. And because there was so little choice, it didn't take that long. Yeah, for some, for some reason, Diamond initially always takes ages to look. Once I actually get into Diamond, I can go page to page easily. But for some reason, the first time I boot up Diamond, it takes ages. I every have a time. sites like that. Diamond's not one of them. Uh, Comixology is always like that for me. Oh, no, Comixology is usually fine for me. Um, but hey, uh, so I will pick... I mean, yeah, not a whole lot to... <laughs> Not a lot to go with, is it, this I mean, week? Both the Batman covers are fine. Um, yeah, 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 adding one there. This is the main one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Actually, I what's mean, that but... car stop one, huh? Is this a Matina one? It's it, a, is? it is a Matina, but I mean, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it that much this week. It's it's, it's, it's all right. You but... know what? I'll, I'll go with that to be different because it does look... It's not his best cover, but it's not a, the, the best batch to pick from again, so it's, that's fine. It's probably not. Uh, so that, that'll take us on to... Uh, best art of the week. Uh, what you got, Matt? Oh man, um, I think I'm gonna go to Batman. I really like Fornes. Yeah, that is uh fair. If I, I, th- I think again, I'm gonna steal Matt's because yeah. Uh, I mean, Tim's is solid. Perkins was generally good with a couple of wonky faces here or mm-hmm. there. Uh, Jimenez. I can't. I can't forgive Jimenez as, as much <laughs> as the rest of it looks good. I cannot forgive him for Kara. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, Connor, what's yours? Uh, no, I'm agreeing with Fauna's. I, I would have gone with Jimenez, but just, you know, a couple of moments here or there, like Kara, for example, where she's just not quite up to standard. So, yep. yeah, Fauna's. Yep, that's fair. Uh, so that will uh, do, take us out of the best best stuff ranked. So, Matt, go on. Number one, Lois. Number two, Young Justice. Number three, Justice League. Number four, Batman. Connor. I like Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after that, I mean, in order of what I scored, them would be Lois and uh, Batman, I suppose. But I mean, yeah. yeah. So there's a chance that Red Hood could have broken your top three. But <laughs> that was a chance. Yeah. Uh... I mean, let, let me uh, not to spoil too much of of upcoming events, but it would not have. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, so I will have Lois at number one easily. Uh, number two. Young Justice, number three, Batman, number four, Justice League. There you go. Easy peasy. Uh, and I will tell you right now what's coming next week because it just it fits at the end of this section. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. coming next week, we have Batman and the Outsiders, number eight, Batman Curse of the White Knight, number five, Batman's Grave, issue three. That's the Warren Ellis one, which I am reading. I just had to, th- I had to think about that there for a second, but I am reading that. Uh, yeah, Detective cool. Comics 1017, which we have all dropped, but this is the Tom Taylor issue, which means Ooh. we will be covering it. Oh, yeah, you my button. Tom Taylor. Beautiful. Uh, I had to hold that hiccup in so hard then because I didn't want to yeah. disrespect Tom Taylor. Of course not. Why are well. that jingle? Uh, and then we have Dollhouse Family number two. I think we're all curious a bit more of that. Stupidly excited for that. I don't yeah. know why. Uh, Far Sector number two is out next week. Oh, hell yeah. Flash 84. 
less excited, but we're all, we're getting yeah. to the end now. So it's there. Yeah. I just realized Connor's the kite man of the show. <laughs> the way that he just said "hell yeah" with complete sincerity. Uh, uh, that wasn't a reference or anything. That was just a genuine. I know. Question. Harley Quinn in uh, Poison Ivy issue four is out, uh, which you guys are reading. Um, yep. We have Hawkman 19, which you guys are reading. Uh, Harley Quinn Villain of the Year issue 1, which we'll probably skip, but that exists. Um, yeah. We have... Do, 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 what's next on my list here? Uh, Just League Odyssey 16 is out, which of course we're not reading. Uh, Ocean Master Year of the Villain issue 1. Um, I don't know if I'll read that because I don't recognize the creative teams, uh, but Dan, I do love Orm. Dan Waters, so. uh, I've read a few things from. I think he did a run okay. on Lucifer at the minute. Uh, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of books next week, so I'm doubtful I'm going to bother. But, you know. Mark Russell's doing yeah. the Harley Quinn one, unfortunately. But... <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Matt's reading that. Um, I love the stupid rules I impose on myself that so cause you know, me grief. I will say, I like the small touch that Harley's is called Villain of the Year, not Year yeah. of the Villain. I'll, right. I'll, I'll give that a point, all right? Uh, yeah. so Ruby number 3 is out next week uh, Supergirl 37 is out Superman 18 is out um, we have Tales of the Dark Multiverse uh, the Judas Contract number 1 so the next one of those uh, which have generally been not bad so uh, yeah. curious uh, we got Wonder Twins issue 10 and that is the last uh, regular issue of the week so uh, just, just something you didn't mention that was coming out and I know none of us are going to read it but uh, Dan Out Returns The Golden Child is happening next week and there's probably people interested in that. Oh, I think you, I think, you know, my eyes just glossed right over it. Yeah, yeah. but it's there for, for anyone mm. who wants to punish themselves. Uh, four, five, six, seven... I, I got 13, not counting either of the year of the villain issues. <laughs> also, the Justice League Odyssey variant cover has a very nice Starfire oh. uh, painted... Oh cover that uh, you just that is, that is very nice it's a shame it won't be eligible so. I've, only, I, I've only got 10 actually so I mean it's not that well, bad I was counting the overall uh, 13 oh okay not, not me individually so that oh. means I have 13 Connor <laughs> um, probably well, you're no doing... no because you're not doing Batman's Grave oh no so I have 12 I mean that helps <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe just don't read the Mark Russell Harley Quinn issue Matt Give yourself yeah, a break. And that leaves me Orm. Like, uh, I can't help myself. You don't have to read the Orm one either. You can, you can not read both. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Matt, mm. Matt's got 12 if he doesn't read any of those two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll laugh next week. If he, if he comes in having read the 12 plus those two, I will be laughing hysterically, cackling like we, a madman. We will man. give him a fake medal of some sort. Yes. Um... So there you go, that's what's coming next week, which means we will get on to the questions which we did ask for because it's a late week. So we're going to get Clearly. diving in. Diving in. Uh, so I'll go to Twitter first, uh, which is where most of them are. I think there's like one from the emails. Uh, so just remember, yeah, if you do want to send any questions in the future, you can email us at mftvquestions at gmail.com, uh, especially if you want to send a longer one that won't fit in a tweet. Uh, you can do that. Uh, and we'll either take it soon because it's relevant soon or save it for the next time there's an episode like this where we want a bunch of them uh, so here we go we're going to get going here it's assuming yeah. Twitter plays ball and yeah it let me do that thank you uh, alright so I'll have to move my cat so I can lean in because the font on TweetDeck is quite small oh, my cat okay so first up from at uh, Bank it, bank music. If I'm saying that properly. How um, small is this font? Um, 
well the ad font's actually really small compared to the actual core text uh uh, were there any new 52 continuity changes that you actually enjoyed or preferred over the pre-Flashpoint post-crisis continuity? I can't think of any over, other than maybe Morrison's action run making Clark more of a rebellious journalist than naive farm boy. Um, I don't like that one, but... <laughs> no, I, I example. like for what he was trying to do because he was returning Superman to his roots of a man of the people, right? Which is what si- Siegel, and Su- mm. Siegel and Schuster had intended him to be. Um, cause you gotta remember this was coming out of the depression, uh, yeah. a lot more. And it was, it was very much bringing that golden age stuff into yeah. early years continuity, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I mean, you had, you had this rebellious journalist who becomes a firefighter for a minute, right? Who's literally, his job is to save people. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I like that, but that, I don't think that origin stuck. So yeah, the short answer for me to this yeah. question is basically no, <laughs> I don't think there I, is. I, 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 I think I've got one. Okay, go uh, on. And again, it's been kind of undone now, but uh, yeah. I really liked the uh, the Wonder Woman changes that we did and played yeah. with that, that stuff in Azarello's mythology and yeah. uh, all, all the way, because it felt clean in a way that Wonder Woman hadn't in right. you know, at least a decade. Because it, uh, it was fresh. Yeah, and yeah. it was just... And then he tied in, you know, he tied in the new gods to Greek mythology in a, in a fun way through Diana. You yeah, know, you had, it, you it really and... worked for me. Yeah. Um, the the Lemire Green Arrow stuff where he basically turned him into Iron Fist. Yeah. I really liked. And then that bled into Percy and there was a werewolf story. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's not a continuity what? change. You're just saying what you like now. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. That no, no, is no. a continuity change in the way that it treated uh, yeah. the arrow as a, as a symbol as a of his family and his legacy. Yeah. And it was something that actually held power, and not just something that he was going right. to I don't like that. I, I actively dislike that. I, no, no, no. One of, my pet, and, one of my pet peeves with superhero stories in general is everyone is destined to be something. No, that takes away from the power of no, it. With, Some people can just Oliver, become something. Yeah, but with, with Oliver, I'm fine with it. Like, I don't want Bruce to be destined to do anything, right? But Oliver... It sets him apart from Bruce as being the nah, rich guy. I, I prefer and, the... And it gave us Emmy, right? I do like I Emmy, Emmy, but... I miss Emmy. And then it also got to the... It introduced werewolves, like actual werewolves, into DC mythology. So Look, I, I like Percy's running Green Arrow a lot, but all the stuff, yeah. all that stuff that Lemire added, I wasn't a super into, because yeah, it's a lot I of... Like, I, like that. I, I um, love all the Seven Clan stuff. Yeah, me too. It's not my plan, thing. all being Vikings. It's oh, why. It's so why when everyone anyone recommends me Iron Fist, I'm like, I don't care how good it's meant to be. I don't think I'm going to like it. It's oh just not God, my thing. Mortal Iron Fist is one of my favorite stories of all time. Do you know what? It's kind of pretty great. Yeah, I <laughs> loaned that book. I loaned that book to a coworker, and he came back and go, "Where's there more of this?" I go, uh, that, "I am." Um, I I read it before before the Iron Fist show came out. Yep. I was like, "Hey, this is coming up. I'll, I'll familiarize myself." <laughs> I, I read it all along. Oh. How disappointed were you? Oh my god! I don't. I, do you know what? It was a terrible show anyway, and it would have yeah. been disappointing on that alone. Yep. I think it hurt a little bit having just read, you know, one oh, of the best remember, stories in in a decade. I remember when they were casting an older mentor type, and I was like, "Oh, that, that's Rand. That's that's Randall Orson Randall," and then it's not. And oh yeah. man. From what I heard, I think they started teasing that stuff in the second season, but who gives? I guess I never watched it, so <laughs> it's all dead now anyways. Uh, the Anti-Monitor got a hold of that. I know it's the wrong universe, but... Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones real quick. Flash? Flash? No. Nah, Flash? Everything Flash that I hated. <laughs> um, Green Lantern? No. 
Because they tried to. I mean, did he? That's it, when he went off the rails when he tried to tie a new guy. I, I don't too. know if it's a change as much as just adding stuff to it, but I guess I do kind of like the whole red, green, and rot kind of uh, early Animal Man yeah. sort of thing kind of mythology. Yeah, that was kind of there, but they, they built it out. But it wasn't so much of a retcon, though, was it? It was more just adding it to it. It was more yeah. retcon with Animal Man in terms of what yeah. they did with sure. it. Okay. Given that yeah. I think the previous origin we were still going with Grant Morrison stuff. Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it was pretty different in that regard. Oh yeah, there you go. That's one. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say Starfire. That's the one positive thing I can say about the writer who must not be named in that that second arc. I don't say second arc, maybe third arc of Outlaws, where they made her like a captain of the ship and like her time where she was basically sold into slavery to save her planet. It hardened her, and she became like a space pirate for a minute. Sure, sure. That's pretty cool. And then, I like, yeah. I like that. Sure. Right. Well, let's move on to our question then. At Carthanis asks, it seems like the CW shows and DC comics are having some problems. Stories are drawn out, writing is not great at times, etc. Is it just creative teams that need improving? What do you think needs to be done to make the shows or comics better? What would you change? I mean, I think the first thing I would say is I don't think they have the exact, like the, the problems are separate. And, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think anything that's going on with the CW shows has any no. correlation to anything happening with DC Doing, comics. I agree. Doing um, a 22 episode season is completely different than doing a 12 run. Yeah. But it honestly, this is going to sound a bit of a cop out, but me and Pete actually spoke about the CW shows in that regard at length uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Television and Multiverse. Yeah, we so I recommend in, checking out that segment. Yeah, we went in depth about two weeks ago yeah. just talking about why those shows are kind of as bad as they are beyond just the core rating not being that good. Because you can, because we talked about you know older shows like Buffy and even supernatural yeah. and things like that about how they handled 22 episode seasons and yeah. how it's how uh, it can and we be done compared it to you know, more recent ones like agents of shield which was again showing that you can have that many episodes a season and still do great storytelling yeah so um i, I mean honestly the simplest thing you suggested there was just creative teams need improving and for the most part yeah that kind of is i mean i think there's maybe an argument to say that some of this Eurovillain editorial stuff is also a bit of a yeah. problem but i don't necessarily think there's like a lane-wide editorial problem at dc i just think no. this is one kind of flub essentially as opposed to there's yeah. like a consistent problem of things yeah. well it was it was snyder wanted to do this year the villain doom stuff and when you have something that big you kind of have to have it impact the rest of the, the, the editors go well let's spread it out your and universe yeah like like i mean obviously because there's been other things obviously with not late there's, there's, there's you know what wally did in flash on oh, no, a flashpoint uh he was in crisis and there's what yep. um you know that was happening with dick racing right now like there's definitely stuff we don't like but it's it's still only enough examples to be kind of um like just kind of your normal yeah. amount of things that editorial does to annoy you right it's not like there's an right. epidemic whereas nope. i would compare it to a few years ago in marvel now marvel right now is fine there's a lot of good stuff at marvel but yeah. there was a time in Marvel a few years ago where they were, re, you know, relaunching things every six months and like, nothing was lasting and there was a real problem overall. There was just yeah, an issue. Yeah, I was, I was enjoying uh, the Stanford Green. What is it, Stanford Green? I think. And David F. Walker, yeah. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist book. Like, it was this fun mm. little, like, diamond in the rough that felt like it was part of its own thing. And then they tied it into Civil War Two, and it lost everything that i loved about it yeah. and it kept going up and you know until you, you know you, Marvel you didn't care anymore i didn't care anymore and i stopped because i didn't i didn't care that it tied into this event that i already had stopped reading because uh that was something that it, put me off marvel for years i think yeah. to, to, to actually be fit to, to dc right now i don't think there is a line-wide problem i think there are a lot of books that i really like and there are some books mm. that 
I dislike and feel do need a yeah. refresh. No, the, the, honestly, the only line-wide thing I'd say is kind of what I said earlier, is that, yeah, there's kind of a staleness to the universe as a whole that maybe it could use the, the shot in the arm, the, yeah, like, but, like yeah. I said, but all on that. At the same time, I don't think even that's, like, desperate. Like, I, I think... Yeah, we could carry on business as usual. Just you know, the standard. Well, Tom King finishes run on Batman, so we'll change the writer. Williamson finishes Russian right. Flash. We'll uh, yeah, because uh, there's, there's always going to be a percentage of the books that are bad or that you just don't like. There's always going to be that percentage. Not every book's going to hit. Uh, even the even when it comes to the bigger ones with yeah, big teams on them, sometimes it's just not going to work for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, the, the CW shows honestly, they just like. They have soapy writers who repeat plot beats, you know, ten times. They don't know how to tell stories yeah. in a, a consistent manner. I'd say you know, the CW shows have more of an epidemic problem than DC Comics do. The, the, the writers across the board almost yeah. are completely inept to actually I, crafting and stories. I feel, and that's where I feel the difference in something like Riverdale, where it's immediately campy out the gate, right? Like, they lean into that soapiness, whereas the CW shows don't start out that way. Like Flash, nah. Arrow... Mm. They all, they all, not that they were taking themselves too seriously, but these were like sincere superhero shows, you know? Yeah, and... no, I think that's, that's kind of why we like Legends in a way. Right. From like, it, it tried to do the, the, the more sincere show in season one. By season right. two, it went, screw it, we're embracing the fun and the camp and just doing right. our own shtick. And from yeah. then, it's yeah. been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a really fun John Hex thing in there that was a yeah. Western, but it was also a goof on Westerns. Yeah, I'm pretty, and, and, and he's been a recurring kind of yeah. feature and you can't, of crisis. Yeah, and so like, and you can't necessarily do that with Supergirl on a weekly basis, you know. Yes. And I feel like Supergirl has the problem of it takes itself way too seriously. I, Supergirl actually has some of like possibly the biggest identity crisis this year in terms of yeah, it has no idea what its season wants to be. Yeah, it's a problem. And it's a shame because it has probably some of the best actors. And when given yeah. the chance in past seasons, they've really shone and really, you know, yeah. elevated the cool. material. And it's just a not... lot of so a lot of people. Uh, this is just also from Twitter. Where it's super negative anymore, but they really didn't like how political the show got. And then that's a fair critique. It's, it's been political since the start. Yeah, so. honestly, right. yeah, honestly, some of his best stuff is when it leans into actually having a message. Right. Uh, but like the stuff that they did with. Um, What's his name? He was the the Homelander guy. Uh, he was Doomsday. Star Wars dude, Connor. Sam Witwer. Sam oh, Witwer. okay, he, right. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah. Like, that, he was giving it his all. And when the actors give it their all, no matter how, I guess you could say, forced it, it was oh, or so... how cheesy it could be. I still enjoyed it. Oh, season like, season four seems like like up there with some of the best TV of all time compared to season five. Season five so far has been you guys tired to say that you chased me off of it, but you're like, don't don't waste your time, man. Go, you, go watch Watchmen and go watch Legends. You yeah. have other things you can so watch. I, yeah. I haven't even seen a single minute of Watchmen yet, but uh -huh. I can, with absolute certainty, tell you. It is a million times better than Supergirl. Oh, and it's also yeah. extremely political. This is like Watchmen's like the most political yeah. show I've seen in yeah. years. <laughs> right, and that's what I think. If you yeah. handle it right and you don't make it seem like a sledgehammer to the head, I feel like you don't get as many of those complaints. I mean, I still see some of those complaints from idiots like well, Watchmen uh, was never political, and I was like, idiot. <laughs> go back that's the whole main point, Adam Moore. All right, uh, like. I mean, don't know. I mean, I'd say Watchmen is kind of like a sledgehammer to the head, but that's kind of in Watchmen's nature is to really be overt with it. When I say sledgehammer to the head, I mean there's still subtlety to, to Watchmen with the oh, way there, the there is, but like there's definitely points Watchmen there's, makes that are. I, yeah. I think 
if Watchmen is is a sledgehammer, Supergirl is a pneumatic drill to the face. Not even a pneumatic drill. That's like a bowling ball just thrown, and you're like, you can't get out the way. You know. No, 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 no. I'll put it this way. Like, like maybe they're both sledgehammers, but the difference is is that Watchmen knows what it's hitting. It's hitting a brick wall, <laughs> yeah. so it needs a sledgehammer. Whereas Supergirl is trying to hit a. A, a, a big bowl of candy floss but it's still using a sledgehammer so it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just you know going through it and there's floss everywhere people are screaming children are running for their lives you know there's horrible bangs on the lead actress all of a sudden like i don't know what's happening but <laughs> it's just a it's chaos it's called cotton candy pete candy floss candy floss uh, yeah carl Wait, do you, candy you call it candy floss right you guys no candy floss yeah candy floss yeah cotton candy Look, that, like we, I think me and Peter are aware of what cotton candy is because that's what yeah. it's called in you know movies and shit and TV that yeah. we watch. But yeah, it's candy floss. I, yeah. I never actually call it cotton candy. I mean, I hate it. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. It's disgusting. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah I want a part of it. It's just my sugar. dad. Yeah, my dad learned that you can't give it to my brother when he's four years old at SeaWorld because uh-huh. then he will proceed to almost kick his shoe into the dolphin tank. Hey, it's just fluffy sugar. It's it's yeah. it's a mirror. Let's move on. Next question. Talking Superman, quick one here. What's your favorite DC Comics holiday story? I'm going to jump in first here and just say that Tom Taylor Supergirl one from like two years ago because that was fantastic. I didn't, I didn't read that. I, I was going to say I don't have you, one. So I'm pretty sure you did any, read that. No, it was did just I? me and you, Pete. Oh, was he missing? Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. so he, good. He, he, he was yeah. there for the episode. I think he didn't read the issue for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. you have to try down that one. Just that one uh, story. I'll try that one out. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I have one. Like, does it have to be a, 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 a winter holidays? Yeah, I mean, Batman Noel would be an option, I suppose, if you've read that. Yeah, or... Oh, that's real good. That's good. Yeah. I like the Supergirl Tom Taylor story more, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's an option. Have they done, like, a Gift of the Magi with, like, Bruce and Selena? That, that's a missing thing. No. You, you know what that is, right? The Gift of the Magi, Pete? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of Gift yeah. of the Magi, but I'm just, uh, I can't think of any example of that. No. I'm pretty sure that would be good. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, I think the answer can be no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like most holiday stories tend to be like an annual or something like that. They don't necessarily yeah. get remembered all that well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably the wrong person to ask in general. Because you hate Christmas. I don't hate Christmas. I don't care about Christmas. There's a difference. It's indifference, not hatred. It's not a lack of a uh, soul. I, I, I used to be like you. Connor, now I'm filled with the Yuletide spirit. My, mine is left over from being raised Catholic and being forced to go to church at 7am on Christmas before any presents or anything. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care about Christmas anymore. <laughs> just, I'm just sick of it. That's fine. Um, I, actually, I know at least one of our listeners uh, will, will listen to us on earphones whilst having to attend religious <laughs> gatherings. I wish I could have done that. <laughs> Happy to provide that service. Yes, uh, I should start. I should start delivering these podcasts like sermons, just for the just for the laugh of it. <laughs> Let's not. Mm. I, I feel like you already do, brother Matt. <laughs> tell us about the gospel of Kal El. <laughs> you're 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 starting to edge a little bit close to to broken Matt territory there, Pete. <laughs> I feel like Pete's trying to start a cult, and I don't know uh. if I'm in for that. <laughs> if I'm starting a cult, then Connor's drinking the Kool Aid first. <laughs> Don't know what you're on about. You're drinking it right now. <laughs> Car's a bit of croak right, live on question. camera. Yeah, I just next... tried to I just tried to Google best DC holiday stories and 
it's taking forever to load, so I'm gonna yeah, that's fine. give up. We'll move on, we'll move on. Uh, at Conway Chats asks, who is the Trinity for each generation of Robin? For example, with Damien, I think his Trinity is him, Red Arrow, and Kid Flash, as they are the main heroes of the newest generation. But John is in for uh, for a shout too. Uh, too bad he went to the future. So it's, Sorry, it's it's John, Damien, and Emmy. Yes. Get Wallace out of there. Like, Wallace is fine, but, yeah. I guess, I guess. Um, I mean... So for for Dick's generation, it's 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 Dick, Wally, and Donna, uh, Donna. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, and then Tim is obviously him, uh, Connor, and Cassie. Yeah. yeah, you could throw Bart in there though too. Like, yeah, yeah. I, those I, three I, I, well. I, the problem with this question is, I feel like they they have more like uh, like groups of four in my head than they are groups of three. So I feel like I'm yeah. always cutting one out that feels just deserving yeah. to be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I guess that's the problem. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess so. No, that's an easy yeah. question. Uh, okay, yeah. we'll move on. <laughs> At Stanley Coda, do you have... Uh, sorry, uh, do you have any... Do you have any... Uh, there's a typo here. He's, he's written the first half of the sentence twice. <laughs> Do you have any predictions, hopes for when Grant Morrison finally is done with Green Lantern? Yeah, we get at least a couple of new books that are by good writers. <laughs> hey, come on. That I want to read. I, I want to read Green Lantern again, and I want Guy, and I want Cruz. I Honestly, just want them back in my life. Jessica at the as forefront, someone, please. As someone who has been enjoying uh, you know, Grant Morrison's run, uh, well, I need to catch up because I've been busy. But I, I finished the main book now. I just need to to, to do Black Stars. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. Um, so you're but, only like one behind. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, oh. But I'm down for you know more Green Lantern stuff. And also, I don't know why we can't have both. Let let Morrison do his wacky adventures with Hal. Yeah. And at the same time, give us a Green Lantern core book with some of the others kind of rotate through and do, do an arc with with whoever and you know, then in and out whatever you know just rotate through you know do a couple of arcs with guy a couple of arcs with jessica you, you don't have to go this is the guy the guy book this is the jessica just, book just just give me it. a green lantern core book and you can have a rotating yeah. of all of them because i i miss that i miss seeing other planet or other sectors I, green lanterns i i will even accept that i will occasionally have to put up an arc of kyle but oh god you know what though? I say I feel like you guys have these boundaries, and I'm just like, just give me the Green Lanterns. Like, yes, I, there's ones I prefer. Yeah, but... I, don't really, I don't really hate Carl that much. I, I think the yeah. crab mask stupid. I just, I just. Yes, the crab it. mask. Now give me Ion era. The Ooh, crab mask costume. is a glorious piece no. of uh, no. facial wear. It is a fantastic accessory that goes with anything. Counterpoint. You are wrong. <laughs> Shut your faces. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, at MJ underscore YNWA. Oh, just have a, have a good handle. Just something that's easy to say, please. Well, no, it's a, a, it's a... Y- y- Matt knows what this is, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Liverpool thing, right? Yep. 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 What a prick. <laughs> he tried to get me in trouble last night uh, for college football takes, and he tagged uh, Bendis and Kelly Sue and Rucka because I said I hate Oregon. <laughs> I don't mean the state. I mean the school, the Oregon Ducks. Uh, <laughs> this guy. It, it does it with me. When, when, if I occasionally rag on Liverpool, you yeah, know, because you know, it's, it's kind of a joke now. He'll tag he'll, Tom he'll, Taylor or yeah, Gary Frank. Yeah. yeah, this guy getting us into trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, what's this question? Uh, what other dark multiverse stories would you like to see? Ooh. 
Dark multiverse where uh, Jason Todd stays dead. Actually, that's just a like, multiverse. That's the best timeline. Yeah, yeah best right? possible timeline. Um, uh, I, I think uh, Battle for the Cowl, where it turns out different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could be interesting. Like, in, instead of Dick taking over, I mean, do it. I mean, maybe maybe you do do Jason in the Cowl or do you know whatever. In terms of a dark multiverse story, that's one I'd be okay with seeing Jason. Zero hour. I want to see what happens if uh, when what's his name takes over Monarch. Monarch, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got one. Yeah. Batman hush, but Tommy Elliot pulls it off and it successfully becomes Ooh. Bruce Wayne, and no one knows. Oh, that's good. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, death, death in the family, dark multiverse, where I don't know. I can't remember the exact end game, but well, in death of the family or death in the family? He said in the family. I meant of the family. Of the family, right. Okay. Yeah, the, the Snyder one. I was like, you don't oh, want Jason to die? <laughs> what are you, what yeah. you doing? Oh my god, what if he doesn't die? And Batman that's a gets good one worse. too. No, that, yeah. that would be interesting. Because yeah. obviously the, the whole thing was after that period is Batman goes off the deep end a bit and right. Tim has to come in that's, and save him. But yeah. what if Jason's just a terrible influence and Batman's yeah. terrible and there's no Tim to step in and stop him? Or he goes and, and kills Joker and then that leads to a... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, um I don't want to say Kelly Joke, because we've already had a dark version yeah. in the yeah. movie. I thought that was, that was a decent little list. I think I liked a couple of those. Was, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of other big events. Yeah. Trying to think of late later nineties ones. I, I like this this concept of the Dark Multiverse though, because it is yeah. okay, it's it's DC's wife, let's be honest. It is. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but it lends itself into horror more you know like yes. infinite crisis like since since that one i went back and i read uh, uh countdown to infinite crisis oh, nice. and there was so much that i forgot about in there <laughs> because there's so much going yeah. on yeah 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 and so just to see those send out or send ups and to see ted like having to die so this doesn't mm. go this way like it was it was really, cool. uh, really well handled so yeah yeah it's a good one. Okay. Uh, next up, at Booster Green. But yeah. Malik's that that name. Uh, yeah. Why is it? This, this is an interesting question, actually. Why is it Kara Zorel and not Kara L? Now, I, I have a good answer for this, actually. Or well, I think it's a good answer. I, I've got I've got an answer here. Is basically that Krypton is a sexist patriarchy, and all of the women have to take a man's name. So presumably, uh, if Kara yeah. married someone, it would change from Zorel completely to the husband's name. So I presume that Lara is no, ex- no, 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 okay. because. Superman's mom's name is Laura Lara Lorvan because her dad was Lorvan. So they, they keep it, but they get the dad's name. Okay, so they always right? keep it, all right. So um, so if if Lois and Clark kept, you know, Kryptonian naming traditions, their daughter's secondary name would have Kal-El in it. Right, okay. Because I, I, I was thinking more alongside the lines of Pete, you know, maybe slightly more specific in that. You know, when when they marry, I would assume you know they take the the surname of the other one because it, it is again you know being owned by the, the the father, which is why the name is there yes. until they're owned by the husband, and then it takes that family name instead, yeah, not bit, the whole name. So it's a sexist tradition that really shouldn't be there, and the well, Krypton's a bunch of dicks. We know Kry- <laughs> yeah, Krypton had its issues, and we all know yeah. this. That's you know. kind of why it blew up. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this is why Kal El is Kal El and not Cal Jor El. <laughs> I had to think about right. that there. Yeah. <laughs> I had to really think of that. Man. It's because it's because it's, it's a mouthful because you never think of it like yeah. that. Um, but that's why. That's yeah. why. 
Uh, so, uh, okay, without looking it up, do you know what Alura's last name is then? Since, since she's, not, she's not got Zorel. I used to know it back around that Superwoman time because she was the big bad. <laughs> I can't remember it now. It's been forever. I, I do want to go back and read that stuff. Sure. I don't know if it's in trade. I wonder if it is. Um, moving sure. on, at K-Dog... Bunch of numbers. I'm not going to say them all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Doug will do. Uh, so, is it fitting that all ginger characters are evil or have bad tendencies? Wally killed in Heroes Crisis. Ivy is a villain. Roy abused drugs. Luther is a villain. The Degrader is always villainous. I think... He's on it something. Spe- speaking as the ginger here, representative, <laughs> I think it's a systematic reaction to how we are treated. And, and shit's just got to go down. Wait, yeah. Starfire has red hair and she's perfectly fine. That's not ginger yeah, hair. That's, that, that's, that, that's strong red hair from an alien planet. That's not ginger hair. Yeah, it's well, different. then I have to rethink my, my love of her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, her, I, I, her, I don't know. Her skin is closer to my hair than her hair is. So, mm-hmm. um, there's something to be said. There's something to be said that... Uh, yeah. Uh, gingers it's, it's it's a reaction to how society treats us it's just it's, it's gotta come out somewhere <laughs> you laugh all you want but just you wait till uh till you know you die in your sleep That's in a very unhealthy un- unhealthy way yes yeah, so, because uh, i'm not going to assume that genders are actually nice and cuddly with that threats like that <laughs> Um, so obviously. it was it was I, I had to look this up, but yes. it's Alora Alora in Z. In Z. Yeah. I N dash Z E E. I do I love it with that. It, you could sort of do a joke it's like Alura in Z car. Alura in uh-huh. Z house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although the Supergirl TV show has her listed as Alora Zor L, which goes against the So so they went with what I assumed it was. Right. Right, okay. Um but hey, that's that's interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've learned a bit of trivia there. All right, so we have a couple of questions from at um, Mavic underscore Chen. Um, the first one's a bit more jokey. second one's a bit more of a proper question. I'm reading the jokey one first, though, because it's great. Is it wrong that I get guilty pleasure? <laughs> or get pleasure, not even guilty, just pleasure, just plain pleasure. Is it wrong that I get pleasure from the pain that Pete causes Matt and Connor when he goes over the sales for the month? The answer is no. You're welcome. Uh <laughs> You're a terrible human being. We can move on <laughs> to the next question. Uh, for the same person. Being new in the comics, I've noticed a lot of complaints about the New 52. Are there any runs or storylines in the New 52 that are worth reading or owning? There's a few. Yeah. yeah I we, mean, we kind of touched on this earlier. We mentioned yeah, a little bit. Lumiere's Green Arrow, Azarella's yeah. Wonder yep. Woman. Yep. Um, if you like the, the horror things, I, I like the I Vampire run. So um, um, yeah, Connor's recommend other stuff that I don't care about. So I'm going to recommend some no, as well. No, no, hold on, hold on. What? So. People like people like Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing, but Charles Soul Swamp Thing. Oh, that is, disaster! Yeah, is, is is yeah that follows it up is I say it's more my type of thing. It's not as dark and horror-y yeah, as I, I, Snyder's. Yeah, I prefer Snyder's one. I think Snyder's stuff that interacts with Animal Man. I think Animal Man's the better book of the two, but I think all their stuff interacting with the red and the green, I really like. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So. I think they're they're a great complementary pair of books, and then Souls uh, Swamp Thing comes after. It's just it's it's a light high cap, a little romp, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And worth checking. It's out. it's much more of a superhero book without being overtly superhero because he's still mm. he's building a he's not building a team, but he's building up the green after the events of of the um snyder stuff so yeah, yeah it's i i, I yeah. highly recommend that one I, I, I have that entire run signed by soul oh. 
um, yeah, so he because he was so cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charles Souls up for me, but I highly recommend Animal Man by Lemire and Snyder Swamp thing to go along with it because they kind of interact and uh, companion. Um, and they're uh, they're kind of a decent length as well. Animal Man's about twenty nine issues. Swamp Thing's about eighteen if you're just going mm-hmm. with uh, Snyder's run. So, um, uh, the the Yang Superman stuff later on, it's it's pretty good, worth checking out. Um, he wait, was he action or Superman? Superman. Superman. Okay, Superman. Yeah, uh, Jen or Jean. Because Pac Yanks. was on. Oh, it's not. Pac had left by that point. Pac had left action yeah. by that point. It was someone else. Yeah. Who the hell was on action after that? I don't remember. Pac's action's real hit or miss. That's why I don't recommend it. The there, first there are, arc is a yeah, lot of good. There are parts but, that are great, and then other yeah. parts that are just like. Eh. There's the, yeah. There's two yeah. or three arcs in action comics from Pac that's really good. When Superman's got the beard, yep. that are really really solid. Yeah. Um. And then the only other thing that I'd really recommend in general, and it's a longer one, but I'd say generally speaking, Jeff Johns' Justice League is worth reading. There's some low yeah. points in it, but it's it's a lot of good stuff in but there. But it builds. It's solid, yeah. Yeah, it builds. Like, he tries. It kind of goes off the rails with Trinity War, which completely superfluous. We did not need three, three Justice League. Oh, well, yeah, but all the best stuff comes after that, though, so I wouldn't really say yeah, that yeah, it goes I mean. off the rails. So when- yeah, but to me, no, but to me, Matt, when you say it goes off the rails, it means that from that point on, it's bad. No, but I just mean that story. It, it is... just takes a detour. Takes a detour. Yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> but Forever yeah, Evil is not good. Forever Evil uh, is an event, and all the the tie-in yeah. issues from Justice League and uh, JLA I enjoyed, and then yeah. I liked the stuff with like Cold and Luther and Justice League, yeah. um, and I thought Dark Side War went on too long, but I did more or less enjoy most of it. So uh, the most I've ever liked Cyborg was in the Justice League during uh, Forever Evil, where he's. Sure, yeah. You know, basically, he's getting rebuilt, and we get his origin, and you can tell that Johns has a real good love of him. Yeah, honestly, That's... thinking about, it, I think Forever Evil and the tie-in issues to that from the the two ongoing books are is probably my favorite section of the New Fifty Two, just in terms yeah. of like I was the most excited just in general oh, yeah, no, that during was, that, that period. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just to throw another a really underrated and under talked about book, criminally oh. so, Demon Knights. Yeah, it's both fantastic. Cornell, yeah, both Cornell and Vanities. Yeah, I mean, Vendetti doesn't get enough of a run, but Cornell's is is super really solid. solid. And uh, yeah. you know, if you if you want to see you know some like history of the DC universe sort of stuff, yeah, you can't go wrong with Demon Knights. Well, sure, sure. And uh, and then Manipul and Butchelato's Flash, and then just stop after that. Don't need to read the Vendetti stuff. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, next up, at Chris uh, Bracefield asked, uh, "You have an unlimited budget, and you get to commission one artist to draw one character. What are you buying?" So money's no Joe object, Connor. you know. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that's that's such a big question that I'm like, do you want you know someone who who you already associate with a character? Like for example, like Gary Frank doing Superman. Like you know, mm-hmm. do you want to do something like that, or do you want yeah. someone of that caliber drawing someone you've never really seen them do before, but you think it would just be really cool? I mean, I feel like a really direction you get. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the quick thing that jumps to my head is just getting Alex Ross to do. Whoever I want, <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, I, don't, man, hey, I don't dream big enough. There's something about Alex Ross, like doing, like just you know, like all of his pages that he's ever done or pinups that he's ever done of Superman just floating above Metropolis, all look like yeah. stunning, and it's you know they have this majestic quality to them. I love his uh, his spotlight covers that he did on J- uh, uh, JSA. Mm. Yeah, those are all really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll do something a bit weird. I'll go with Matina, who does all those great Batman variants, yeah. but I want him doing Jessica Cruz. There you go. That's, that's, that's my quirky pick. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, do a pair that's not something you necessarily yeah. associate with each other. Mm-hmm. I think I think a Nicola Scott Poison Ivy would look pretty cool. Oh, there you go. I don't think I've ever seen Scott do Ivy. I mean, I might be missing something. I can't uh, recall any examples no, of it, but, but I, I love Scott's art regardless. So um, that one might be. Um, also, Lupacino. I'm a big fan of. Sorry, just a quick question. Does it have to be like yeah. a DC artist, or is it just? I guess no, yeah, any artist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, then. I mean, I think they have to be like alive and working. I think that's the only. That, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, in that case, it's it's Jamie McKelvey. Uh-huh. Um, and prop, Kate Man. Just, like no, no. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I don't want to say Superman. That's boring. Wonder Woman. Actually, no. I think, do you, I think you do, do, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Alex Ross with my budget, whatever the budget is that, that's unlimited, yeah. and I'm going to say, Alex, I want Goatman. Uh... <laughs> and he'll be like, who? And I'll be like, here, read this. I'll hand him yeah. Tim's comic. Yeah. And I'll get Alex Ross yeah. Goatman. Um, someone over from a lot yeah, uh, Pell, Superman. I think I'm sure there's one out there, but I'm sure Pell, Superman. So the store is already... So good. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll do one last question. This is from the yeah. e- emails. Uh, this is from Renegade Hero. Um, so the question here is, since we have had zombies in the DC universe, what other kind of horror stories would you like to see in DC? Is it hack if I say werewolf? Because I love werewolves. You can say werewolf. Werewolf can work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is there any particular characters you'd like to see involved in a werewolf story? Hmm... Who's associated? Marty had a Green Arrow one. Yes. Um, I, think, I think Beast Boy has to be involved. Yeah. There's a dichotomy yeah. they have to play with, yeah, that he's, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. The, the idea that he can change at will and, and the werewolf right. is stuck with without that choice. I right. would, right. I mean, obviously this is just me plenty me, but like, like, yeah, I mean, like. Let me guess, it's a slasher. I mean, yeah, but I'm thinking specifically of the shape. I'm like, you know, we don't really get a Michael Myers type figure no, in the DC I've, universe. I've always wanted, I've always wanted that to be Zaz, right? Sure. Like this unstoppable, and he marks himself like he can't, you know. It's, it's. I feel like you could do that exact thing with with Joker as well. Like you know, you know, with the idea of you know, oh, in no past, he just comes in and. Well, you could, but I, I want this character to be silent. I want this silent killer okay. who, you know, like you know, like. Uh, and I love Joker, of course, uh, when he's used properly. But like, I'm I'm, I'm thinking like, and it, it'd be obviously, oh, how would Batman deal with Michael Myers kind of thing? But I think the more interesting thing to sort of make it play more like a slasher movie uh-huh. is you have more of the younger heroes have to deal with it. You have, yeah. uh, you know, whether it's Young Justice or you know whoever, like you know, maybe maybe you literally have like Cassie be the final girl <laughs> or something like that, you know. No, it's over with Damien who takes the knife from him and shoves it in his eye and then, and then calls Batman and go, hey, I got another one. Like, yeah. You have to are, ice out Damien. Or even uh, g- give me like the villain from It Follows. Like, give me, give me, yeah, give me the like DC that. Universe dealing with It Follows. You know what I'm surprised? Yeah. Like, Constantine versus It Follows. Like, I could see that because it's not quite magic, right? Like, yeah. it's, well, like you it know. Works. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I like that because I don't like the idea of trying to use magic to fight it. Like, I don't want magic to enter, enter well, no, the, but he, the free. So he, he doesn't know, right? So he goes out, he thinks it's a demon, but it's not a demon, right? Like, because he no, is an exorcist, right, Connor? Yeah, yeah. 
he, yeah. he has done exorcisms for sure. Because I feel like I feel like that has to kind of explain what it is, though. And I kind of I kind of want the mystery to stay there. I want I want characters yeah, yeah, who no, don't. You could you could do something like, you know, where it drives people mad because they try to figure it out, whatever it is. Like that's that's why I like it, followers, because we're not exactly sure. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. what I mean is, like, yeah. I want I want characters so, who don't deal with supernatural shit try to figure it out. You know, I think that's more interesting yeah, see, to I like me. That. Um, I think it's actually kind of hard to to fit like a lot of you know film style horror yeah. stories into a DC universe because no, the slasher with Zaz though, that's definitely something I want to see. Well, it's, it's because usually you have to have a big body count, and we can't kill most of the characters yeah. in the comic book. <laughs> I feel like it's just the case of most of the people we're putting them against the superheroes and. Beyond, yeah, okay, we're doing some ghosts or stuff, something, yeah, like, you know, a haunting or a demon. Right. They can just kind of mostly deal with it. Well, that, so well it, that's it, why an unstoppable force like a Michael Myers is interesting for the characters yeah. who don't have superpowers. Yeah. You know, you, you have, like, Tim Drake and, like, Stephanie Brown going up against Michael yeah. Myers on their own. No, I agree. That's why I said that, yeah. that one's fine. But I think, generally speaking, it's a lot harder to kind of just apply these concepts to the DC universe because Man. they are so powerful. Pete's idea of having Cass be the final girl <laughs> or, or Cassandra Kane. And just whipping the crap out of him, and he keeps getting up, Undertaker style. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Undertaker, that Undertaker got his setup move from Michael Myers. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like. So. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. That's what. That's Concrete, chop him into the lake, like uh, Jason. Hmm. Um, either that or just uh, have some fun with it and do like uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or something like that and just go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's where you have Joker. You know, like, sure. Yeah, he, the killer tomatoes come from Joker. Yeah, I can see that. Killer clowns from out of space with Joker. There's <laughs> uh, potential. I mean, I I think that movie is underwhelming. Like I I've been disappointed the two times I've, I've watched it because it's not as crazy yeah. as I want it to be. But like, yeah. you know, as what it is. Yeah, that was Harley. Harley and Joker versus <sighs> the Killer Clowns. That that's a Harley Joker story I could go. And Joker's trying to help them, and Harley's like, "No, they're aliens." Oh jeez! They're clowns. Yeah. <laughs> Counterpoint, Harley, you are wrong. Jeez. All right. Well, that, I think that will wrap up the questions uh, for, for this week. Uh, Matt, do you have to run off before we do our Patreon books? Yep, I'm gonna go. I'm already, you know, five minutes past my my due date. Cool. So, uh, well, in that yeah, case, Matt so. can say goodbye to people. Yeah, you guys uh, have a good rest. It's uh, we're we're coming up on a gauntlet the next couple weeks. Yep. So uh, may the odds ever be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. May the odds ever be in our favor, right? <laughs> I'm out. See ya. All right, Matt's gone then because he had to rush off because he's got like a family photo or something. They said the wife's making him do. It. I don't remember what the exact Just thing some was. Generic bullshit that we didn't pay that much attention to. Yeah. Uh, so, so we're going to do a Patreon books. So the, the, this is basically every month on Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV. In fact, I'll, I'll use this moment to promote it properly and tell you the producers of the month. So, uh, our Patreon producers for the month of December, if I click on my note here, here we go. Uh, David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess are our Patreon producers for the month. That means they are patrons at the $20 tier or up. Um, but you can support us over there for as little as $1 per month. There's no no requirement to be $20. Uh, and you support us and you keep the show coming and help pay for all these ridiculous number of books that we have to cover. And you can, of course, uh, get some bonuses for your trouble. Um, admittedly this week I mean usually me and Matt will do a little wrestling talk that will go up there as a bonus bit but uh, this week because we were tight in time we didn't do it but uh, I'm sure we'll make up for it next week uh, so oh you, you really want to make up for it next week sure because the pain that it inflicts upon you is, is worth I'm it so. that now. 
So, uh, yes, patreon.com slash TV if you want to do that. But yeah, one of the things you can do over there uh, at an even higher tier is you can make me or Connor read a book. Uh, so I think we... I have one per month just now. Connor has two this month. Uh, so Connor's doing one of his this week. I'm doing my this week. He, I mean, Connor probably did them both, but the other one's not out yet. It's a new book that's not been released. That is, yeah, the only reason. This is such a quiet week. I would have gladly done both uh, this week. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't an option. So. Yes. Uh, and Tyler did say that he was going to have a backup just in case it gets delayed at any point. Because, you know, if it gets delayed out of the month. That's good. And yeah. I, I was not even just uh, being delayed out of the month. I was thinking especially with it being an image book, there's probably a chance they'll take a break after like issue six oh, uh, yeah, after yeah, when yeah. the arc ends. And I'm like, okay, has he got something in mind for that? That's where the real punishment can begin. But uh, uh, so Tyler's <laughs> going to talk about uh, Red Hood Outlaw issue 38, Scotland Dale rating and someone on art. I never uh, it's asked. still Rockefeller. It's still Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, so you remember when I had to read that uh, Generation X? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Lobdell's trying to do that here. I think that's what this is supposed to be. Uh, to the point where the cover has... Because uh, uh, that was all like, you know, the, the younger heroes being kind of trained in the, in the school, right? And you know, that was kind of that, that thing. Um, th- this cover has Jason lying there saying, to me, my outlaws. <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do Generation X again 20 years yeah, later do, doing it once wasn't bad enough apparently <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny yeah there's two two plots in this obviously uh, you got the the subplot which is actually where we start it's uh, a bit bizarro and Artemis um, they're kind of back in their fortress or, or somewhere I think and, and basically we actually open on uh, Mar Gun. she's lying in bed and, and you know it's like what's going on and there's a big giant eye in in the in her window, and it's you know it's clearly bizarro. Uh, yeah, she's miniaturized in a bottle, like kind of Brainiac style. She's got you know like part of the city is in there with her, and they're like, uh, "What the hell's going on here?" And they're just like, oh, "I don't know. We thought we left her in Gotham. Ah, we'll figure it out at some point." Actually, no, I, I, I'll quote Artemis. We'll probably figure this out. So real confidence going on between them. And also, I I, I want to continue the 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 gag of uh, locations uh, and, and the uh, the establishing panels because the the first two pages, uh, you know, there's nothing, that's fine. And then when we actually cut to yeah, bizarre anatomist, it says somewhere between dimensions. And then the very next page is uh, meanwhile on Earth, a Star Labs annex in Woodbury, Connecticut. Uh, and this is where we pick up from the end of the last issue. It's Jason and the others. Uh, uh, facing off against Doomed, or well, they, they just discovered Doomed, and as usually happens in this scenario, there's a bit of a fight. Jason's all like, "Hey, let's do, you know go in as a team. There's a, there's a plan." And then I think Devour, I think is is the one. It's just like, "Nah, screw this," and goes rogue and seems to take Doom down. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's great, everyone." And then uh, Doomed gets up and screams, "Duped! You've all been duped! Uh, you know he was alive." And one of the actually goes, "What power?" And yeah, um, then there's a flashback. You know, before we're in uh, North Korea. This is Devour's backstory um, in a hospital, eating technology. I, I don't really know why. It, it kind of doesn't make any sense. I don't really care because there's two pages and that's about it. Uh, then we have the rest of the team fighting Doomed. Yeah, that's what you expect. And then the uh, the DNA one. Uh, I, I think it's DNA. Um, kind of 
steps in between them. Is like, no, nah, I got to all stop it. They, they, you know, when they touch Doomed, they kind of mind read them, kind of. I'm not really sure exactly. That you know, they're like, oh, we've been inside his head, um, and they're like, oh, he's innocent. He didn't kill all these guards. You know, they were already dead. He's just eating them because that's what he does. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the idea is uh, Doomed turned himself into Star Labs because he's, you know, he, he was a kid who turned into Doomed and was like, you know, they, they, was, they were supposed to try and help him and then shit happened and they didn't. They kind of forgot about him. And then whatever happened killed these guards. And Jason's like, yeah, I knew. Um, because they, uh, they had like scorch marks on them that had been burnt or shot or something. And uh, and Jason's like, yeah, he's just eating them. And I'm like, well, why don't you tell us? And he's like, well, because you needed to learn. Um, we have another cut here in the middle of that, and it's somewhere in the middle of all that while it's being explained. After, kind of at the end of the fight, before Jason's explaining that, we cut to the block, the only privately held R and D facility in the center of the Earth, home of Doctor Shea Veritas, the smartest person in the world, and a world class eavesdropper. Because, at, as as we've seen this scene, she's listening in on Jason teaching and kind of doing this stuff um but yeah you know basically they explain that doomed is not really a monster you know and he starts shouting and he, he says mother is the word he gets out and they're like yeah what are, you, what are you trying to say you know what about her and then he gets out other monsters and in pops uh, a squad of monsters and the, the the lead one being monster arm he's a guy with a monster arm and then there's a bunch of others of who who do look a lot more monstrous, to be fair. Uh, and then you know they they go off to start that fight, and then we actually we finally cut back uh, to Bizarro and Artemis. It's you know meanwhile back in that space between dimensions, um, they're having a bit of a talk. You know Bizarro saying he misses being smart. Uh, there's a bit of an accident, and well, it looks like there was an accident at first. Um, you know the the bottle. That, that, that guns in falls off the table and smashes and they're like oh you know is she okay and like, i don't know can't see her and then they're like what you know what happened and, and you, you hear a voice go off so i go ah she'll be fine and pup pup the the superman doll is talking to them and he's he's alive so somehow or whatever he's talking he's like, oh she'll probably be fine don't look at me like that i had a theory i tried it out so we're doing talking pop pop Superman doll next time, apparently. Which I mean, okay, um, sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a mess of an issue again. Uh, it it, it kind of just doesn't really have an identity. I don't know where this whole Jason and the X Men school has come from. It kind of just seems out of nowhere. Um, Art's pretty nice. It's, it's Rockefeller. There's some really nice double-page spreads in here during the fight. Uh, there's one of Devour leaping up, because Devour has basically top half normal human head, and then the bottom half is like a cybernetic alien jaw, uh, like huge teeth, giant tongue, but it's all robotic. Uh, it's kind of this, this blend, um, and it kind of unhinges. like you know, like, you know, Imagine like a snake unhinging its jaw to swallow something, and it kind of does that. Um, and Rockefort makes that look pretty great uh, in in the middle of this fight, so I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, no, that's about it. It's not that great again. It's a it's a solid three and a half. That was driven. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's Red Hood. What do you want from me? 
I wonder, like, I wonder if Tyler actually enjoys, or not Tyler, sorry, this is David, sorry, I, I apologize, David and Tyler, to you both. Uh, but I wonder if David actually enjoys hearing you rattle on about Red Hood for 10 minutes. That was not 10 minutes. Nine minutes. There was some introduction at the start. You did your <laughs> that was like six at most. It felt like 15. Well, anyway. Yeah, it might, but it wasn't. That's important. Even when you look up the weather, it'll say, you know, 10 degrees, but it feels like 12. You know, it'll still say that because it knows there's a difference. Uh, six, but feels like 16. <sighs> Jeez. All right. Um... I've got one. I've got a book to talk about. Uh, American hey, Vampire. Got a better book. I was actually I was I was looking at the, I just saw the character posters for Birds of Prey that they released recently uh, for the movie. They all look like absolute garbage. I hate them all. Yeah, <laughs> I like them. Yeah, really hyping it up, which has me excited. Also, there's a Wonder Woman trailer coming tomorrow uh, at the time of recording. So by the time you yeah. see this, uh, probably. Oh, I was actually considering something. This is a weird place to put this. Uh, I was considering doing a thing where because i used to like rush out at this on a saturday night i was considering because we typically give ourselves saturday night off after this maybe doing that again and putting up on patreon a little bit early uh the show mm. at the five dollar tier so everyone will still get it on sunday you know it's not it's not getting pushed back or anything like that everyone will get it at whatever time it will be you know on sundays but it'll be up early for patrons most weeks on a saturday night I mean, it's only probably going to be, you know, 18 hours earlier, tops. Yeah, it's not going to be a big difference. But, you know, if you're the $5 tier you're not on Patreon, you may get the podcast a little bit early. Yeah, if you're already there, then uh, something for you. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe something. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so American Vampire issue 2 is a thing uh, that I have to read uh, for is Patreon. Is it still double-sized? It is still double-sized. The first arc is. The first five issues are oh, all yeah. got the backups. Uh, the backup being uh, Stephen King. I, um, I, I have read this before. It's just been... A long time, yeah. yeah. Uh, main story, of course, is Scott Snyder with uh, Raphael Albuquerque on the art. Although, as I've written Rafik Albuquerque because I've typoed the uh, L to K. Um, but this is uh, containing the story of Pearl. She is found in the desert, or her roommate. And I, th- I think maybe the guy that she was flirting with who's with her, I'm not sure, uh, is with her. And they find her in the desert, all beat up and bloody and malnutritioned. And ultimately... Uh, the guy, at the, the doctor at the hospital. I was gonna say the guy at the hospital. The doctor at the hospital um, is like, not. Nah, I mean, like her organs have taken such a beating. Like she's, she's got a day left, maybe. Like she's dying. Like there's no hope for her. Uh, and it was very sad and depressing. And then in that night comes Skinner Sweet and says, "I told you something would happen. You know, I told you this would happen." And he comes over and he bites his own lip with his fang, so that his lips bleeding, and he drops the blood into her eye. Uh, so this establishes that uh, much like the hit television show. Buff of the Vampire Slayer, for a siring to take place, vampire's blood does have to be taken in return. Sorry, like the hit television series, as if that wasn't in goddamn Dracula. (laughs) It's been real since I read Dracula, whereas Buffy, you know, I remember much better. So... There's there's definitely some vampire movies and stuff that don't have that element, but it's just if you get bit in return... That that is in Dracula. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Still though, I don't. Dracula does not have a scene where Darla like slits her cleavage and lets Angel suck the blood from the cleavage. Right, that scene sticks out in a young boy's brain. <laughs> Just you wait till BBC's Dracula. <laughs> got to go get in that sex appeal somehow. <laughs> what? How do you up this? Like slit the nipple itself? 
Oh. Uh, I was just a little breastfeeding at that point, I suppose. Just not milk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, sure enough, she ends up waking up and going home, uh, not feeling particularly great. There is like one page. Like, I, I don't actually remember what this leads to, or if this is just like a dream sequence of like her as a little girl with all these red flowers and the vampire. But she wakes up uh, in the morgue actually uh, next to all the dead bodies. And she goes home, and the rest of the main story all takes place in her in her bedroom. And Skinner Sweet's there, and it's basically just telling us some of the rules. And he's being kind of cocky, Skinner Sweet. It's kind of hinting there's a reason why he maybe cares about her. Like you know, there's a bit of mystery there, if I recall correctly, there is. But um, ultimately, he explains some things, and this is some of the mythology that I really like about this book. Is this idea where she she's like, wait, I can't be a vampire. Like I've I've been out in the daylight, and Skinner makes this point like, no, no, no that doesn't apply to us it applies to them like you know the the the, the producer you know the block the the the, the bit you or whatever or as well just in the, the backstory maybe but um like he he can't go into daylight uh and he even leaves a note later that's got like a sort of list of rules like no they they don't like sunlight they don't like wood particularly pine um and they don't like you and then he's like no but you uh i won't spoil things what your rules are but uh you know these vampires can go out and what I actually really liked with this issue compared to the first issue is that I felt like thematically the backup tied in really nicely with the, the main story because the backup also kind of like established the origin of this new type of vampire, you know, the American vampire because he explains in here that when vampires like feed on someone new from a place that they've never been to, it creates a new breed of vampire essentially. So this American vampire that he is, and what's beautiful about it is that the backup story then actually gives you him kind of waking up and actually getting out for the first time and sort of establishing some of the rules and him learning them uh, as, as well as explaining them to her in the main story. So there's a lot more thematic linkage between the two, which I thought made it overall probably a stronger issue. Um, whether or not you actually prefer the actual chapters of each story on their own versus the story, the chapters from the last issue is a more up for debate, I suppose. Um, I, th- I think it's probably very debatable. It's a very consistent book so far. Right? It's only two issues, both very yeah. strong. It's, it's hard to kind of uh, say much beyond that. Um, you know, and th- there is a reflection, although it's kind of weird, it's all wavy. Uh, so there is a kind of a mirror thing going on, but not necessarily the classic no reflection. Um, but yeah, so despite the fact that she's scared of him, she's also scared that he's leaving because, hey, you actually have answers, tell me things, I need to know. Um, but one thing Skinner has done for her is he's left her, the actor who lured her to the vampires in her closet, and we see her vamp out for the first time. Um, and she gets the long fingernails and obviously the fangs. Um, it, it, again, this, this thing does actually remind me a little bit of Buffy in the sense that it's not the same, but in the sense that when they vamp out, there's kind of like a, a sort of more demonic form they take when they're going to actually sure. attack someone. Rather than, rather than just, you know, okay, some fangs come. There's yeah. a physical transformation. Yeah, yeah, there's more of a physical transformation. Uh, and Buffy, it was just the face, but obviously here it's the hands as well. There's a whole yeah. thing. Uh, and she she kills him and it's bloody it's brutal she drags him off a, a, a panel which i always kind of like uh the bow tie is just left there and the final page of the main story is like a you know a set assistant or whoever coming to his dressing room because uh, he's needed on set and she finds him just completely mauled and obliterated uh so that main story is really good uh it sets up some of the rules and one of the things that i really liked about this book when i first read it was this kind of mythology because one of the things i love about buffy and people always say to me 
you know, Buffy's kind of a dark fantasy show because it's got magic in it and shit. And that's true. It does have those things. But one of the things I love about Buffy is that as the show goes on, it starts off very simple. There's vampires and there's a slayer. We'll deal with that. And as it went on, it added more to the mythology to the point where we understood, okay, how sirens work. We understood, you know, where Angel came from and how that connects to Spike and Drusilla. It built up a mythology over time that made sense in my head that didn't feel just, like, thrown together. Um, an American vampire builds this mythology using flashbacks, using these rules of like, okay, so there's different types of vampire, different breeds, uh, which is kind of this book's new take on the vampire. At least as far as I know, I've never read a vampire, watched a vampire story that that had this idea before. Um, where? Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with any. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we get more context in the backup with uh, the writer telling his story in present day, at, at, you know, of the story, 1925, that is. Uh, he's an old man and he's telling this room about his book. And we go back and Skinner Sweet's in the coffin. He's being buried. Uh, the cop, Book, wakes up, uh, John Book, and he's like, okay, we need to go and save my, my fiance, but he finds out that she's already dead. She drank the poison that Skinner left for her. So this is the weird thing, is that Skinner almost is starting to feel likable in the main story but the backup was like no he's a bastard like he he was a complete murderer uh so it's giving you this interesting conflicting emotions uh uh but uh we see book piss on skinner's grave and we're expecting him to wake up of course we see him in the in the coffin with the fangs and all the rest of it and you know this uh this 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 this, this vampire t- team block is like no look like yeah. the other vampires actually bring up like hey yeah. your blood was dripping all over him because of the fight like you know there was a you know he there's a good chance he's been turned and he's like ah it doesn't matter because we're going to build this dam we've bought all this real estate up and this dam is going to mean that this other town where he's buried this uh, still water is going to be flooded and he's going to be underwater forever so we never have to care and it's not actually until some scavengers at the end of the story uh come in uh years because there's a little bit of a time jump here where it jumps like two or three years ahead and like uh because it starts off in like 1883 and we end up in 1887 by the end of the story and these scavengers come in the new the new town that's kind of formed is flourishing and these scavengers with a deep sea diving suit go in to try and collect anything from skinner that he has on him that's valuable and skinner of course you know ends the story with waking up he's out there uh he's full vampire mode um, there's a great full page spread of him saying, oh, you got any candy? And he comes out of the coffin. Really, really memorable stuff. Um, and then the other stuff that's really good here is just the building of this camaraderie between the three men. You've got Book, who's the sheriff who lost his fiance. You've got the writer who's kind of tagging along and becoming a bit more confident by doing so, uh, who's telling the story. And then you've got the third guy, uh, the, the the Mexican guy who... In fact, there was, a, there was a line here that kind of reminded me of Back to the Future. You remember Back to the Future? There's a moment where when Marty goes back in time and he meets who's going to be the mayor in 1985, mm. and he's like the he's, he's just working at the little uh, cafe or whatever it is, the little uh, milkshake shop, and yeah. you know Marty kind of you know not not realizing that he shouldn't say this sort of stuff yet, it sort of splurts out, "You're going to be mayor," and the guy's like, "What a black mayor in this town?" Ah, uh, yeah, sure. There's kind of that moment here where the the Mexican guy says, "Oh, my father is you know going to be mayor someday." And the writer's like, oh, a Mexican mayor in Colorado? No offense, Felix, but that feels like, you know, the, the men will be flying before that happens. Um, and I don't recall his dad being mayor, like, at any point yet, but we keep, we keep jumping in time in this story, so I'm assuming we're going to, like, get to a point where we'll his, get there, yeah. Yeah, his father is mayor. Um, but we get this story where he does marry someone, Felix, uh, and they have a kid, but then his wife dies, uh, presumably at childbirth, and it's a really kind of sad beat. So they're doing a good job at setting up this this trio of characters as well as Skinner in this backstory. Uh, so 
it is credit to the, the book that I am just as intrigued into the backstory at this point as I was in the, the main story. Um, although I think the main story does have a bit more of that horror flash to it, but um, there's a lot of cool mythology stuff coming up. I, I love, I'm just looking at the page now of uh, the, the guy in the deep sea diving suit going down to the coffin. It's just a glorious page with almost no text. There's like one box with text um, yeah. and that's it. But yeah, so this really sets up that no... Skinner Sweet is the first American vampire. He has a different set of rules. You know, the other vampires assume that he can't come out in daylight, but that's not true. He can. Uh, so, really, really good stuff. Uh, and we end with him coming towards town, and he's hungry and wants to feed. And see you next time. Really good stuff. Uh, Classic. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, I still maintain it might be the best stuff Snyder's written. It's basically either this or uh, Black Mirror for me. Uh I still have to be severed in the wake, so maybe those will sway me. I, but I think I like the wake more than Black Mirror. It's it, it's so different though, and and it's it's very much a book of two halves that you will love or hate. I think, um, but I do love it so much. And mm. severed again, I, I get while I love it, I don't think it's on par with with those stories. So I think it is a little bit below, but it's if your tastes are into that sort of thing, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, uh, super into it. Uh, I, mean, I, was, I mean, I knew I liked this anyway, but like revisiting yeah. it and discovering all this stuff again is really cool. Um, and, you know, if I eventually get there, it'll be nice to actually maybe read all the second cycle stuff, <laughs> which I, I, I read maybe the first couple issues of, but it started getting delayed because by that point I'd caught up and yeah, I was waiting I for issues. I touched second cycle. Because um, I, if I remember correctly, I bought all the singles in a sale. Like I, I, like I, I bought the first few singles in a sale, read the first like two or three, decided I really liked it, and just bought the rest. Like wh- whatever was out at the time, which I think was almost the entire first cycle, essentially at that point. Yeah, I've done that before. Maybe, maybe barring like the first anthology, which was kind of in between. But other when, than that, when it's like a week long sale, you buy the first couple, check it out, and then go, yeah, I'm gonna get all of this. Yeah. Uh, so no, that's American Vampires two. Uh, so. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so that basically wraps up the show then. Um, obviously, we had kind of the weird ending without Matt. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, well, hopefully the, the questions were a fun segment. And uh, we do have, like Connor said, 13 potentially more books if Matt uh, reads some of those one shots that he, you know, he shouldn't probably fit in. Well, he but might he, because Matt is a bit of a madman when it comes to continuity and he always, things like that. He's the first one to complain there's too many and he wants to cut stuff down and then we'll come here on the day and he'll have read like three extra books and it's like, Matt, what are you, what are you talking about? It, it, it does happen more than you'd think. Yeah. Um, which is why when I suggest possible bonus shows that he shuts down, I'm like, well, Matt, I mean, you do kind of end up reading all that extra stuff anyway. I'm just... Just for the record, think that maybe um, there's, def- there's definitely nothing happening. There's definitely nothing happening. There's, there's no way in hell that I've just convinced Connor over the week, despite the fact that he had. He, he... <laughs> I I, I kind of wish you could be asked to edit in my reaction from. Last <laughs> <week>. <laughs> he was adamant. I, I've still got it on the hard drive. I could probably sl- slot it in, um, but there is talk of a bonus thing. Yeah, it might have. It might not. Yeah, but. It might. I will say this. I did do a little test to make a thumbnail for the YouTube video for what episode one would be. I'm annoyed that he came up with a half-decent title. Because we, 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 you know... And a good design. I think the whole thing just looks good. It's just... It, the... it, 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 I don't like giving Pete credit for things, but yeah, it did. Um, and we're obviously... We're both in crisis right now, so... Yes, there will definitely be a review of that, at least for, for the patron. 
I think pro- I'll go first on Patreon. I think that'll be for everyone, though, because if that ends up in episode zero of this new thing, then I feel like it'll be yeah, for if, everyone. If the other show does happen, that will become episode zero, and it will go up for everyone. If, for whatever reason, it doesn't, it'll just stay on Patreon. Um, I, will, so- I will say this new show might not necessarily happen every week. It'll be something that happens time permitting, but it'll go on the same feed as this show, and it'll be, you know something yeah. you can enjoy uh hopefully uh for anyone who's not has no idea what i'm talking about last week i pitched a show where we go through dc comics starting with crisis and infinite earths and do it weekly as if we're getting the books as they came out um yeah and and we'd had a look some things that may fluctuate here or there um yeah but i mean yeah we're not going to read things we don't like like we'll we'll, we'll cut things as yeah, as yeah well, like and it won't be as strict as so in in the the very near future, we have a very big week coming up, and that's being cut into two episodes for this show. Oh yeah, we, we might do that a lot more leniently on that other one. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, if there's, if there's even approaching like seven or eight books potentially on the other one, we probably just split it into two because it'll be a shorter bonus thing as opposed to. But the other show will definitely be early on Patreon. That will definitely be a perk that patrons get is they'll get that one early. Um, yeah. probably a week, yeah, maybe more than that even. But uh. Plans are in place. Yes. Plans are I in think, place. I think, uh, assuming all goes well, we should both finish reading Crisis this week. And yes, I, I, I've read half of it, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm making pace. I'm, uh, I'm on issue ten at the minute, so I'm in the in the back, uh, mm. the back end. Yeah, I'll, I'll start working away at it again tomorrow. Um, but that is uh, that is uh, some teases for the future. Um, I asked on Twitter if people were interested in like the concept, and a few people were really enthusiastic about it. So um so it should be a fun bonus um uh that will will be inconsistent giving schedules um but and and matt probably won't be there because Pro- probably not I, I i highly doubt it but it's the sort of thing we never know you make it tempted if he's yeah there's, there's no guarantee but highly unlikely matt. To fit in a consistent schedule yes Highly unlikely Matt will be involved in that, but it is a bonus. Yeah. So, uh, but that is uh, that is that is that. Uh, so, I, 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 otherwise, uh, you can of course let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitter's at DC Comics Podcast. Like I said, you can email us questions or whatever else you want. If you, I mean, if you, even if you have a private question, you don't want to be on the show, you just want to ask us something. Uh, MFTVQuestions at gmail.com uh, or Twitter, of course, DC Comics Podcast. Uh, you can do that there uh you can like and subscribe ding the bell on youtube make sure you get the notifications those things all help as does of course rating the podcast on apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts from uh give us five stars and review more people will find us that way because uh, they'll share it out a little bit more and recommend it and that kind of thing uh we mentioned patreon earlier of course you can go to patreon.com slash tv and support us that way uh, financially uh, for as little as one dollar per month uh, but uh, that is us uh, so otherwise check out other stuff that we've got going it'd be make, make a lot of sense to mention television for the multiverse which we should mention anyway every week but uh, this coming week of course the crisis crossover is airing so our episode that goes up uh, midweek uh, will be reviewing those first three episodes of crisis uh, so that should be fun uh, we hopefully. are tentatively looking forward to it despite all the shit we said about the CW shows earlier even last year when those shows were Probably not as bad as this, but not, you know, not good. That crossover was pretty great. Yeah, we're hoping the crossover is good. So, uh, so you check out that. Uh, check out other stuff. I'm wearing a Screams After Midnight T-shirt right now. So check out that horror movie podcast that I do with Tim, uh, and check out other stuff. But that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics, guys. But remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.